1: never say die podcast i'm your host tj and with me here as always is our nhl annelson expert the grumpy old man they say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same that's me and with us here, distinguished guest, Andy Francis. You may see him on the podcast he does talking about the Islanders through the eyes on Isles. You may see him on wow. Patreon. You may see him on Fantasy Hockey, Fantasy Sports. You see Andy pretty much anywhere and everywhere these days. Andy Francis with us here today. How are you, Andy? You you make it seem like I'm uh, like Samuel Jackson in the
2: 2000s with the movie. I'm not that. <laughs> not that spread all over the place, but it's nice to be back. Nice to hear that you still have that pristine radio voice, despite no training and no experience. You just waltzed right into it. That's how you know there are naturals and then there are not. So it's good to know that. Did you learn how to read yet? Remember you were no. like well? I just can't read.
1: Yeah, see, I, I try to go ahead and put off the perception that I can with all these books in the bookcases back there, but uh, unfortunately, not a learned man. Yeah, it's Professor still,
2: Dumbledore over there.
1: There, yeah, yeah. I'm sure as you can imagine. I read none of these books, so uh, yeah, these are all the lovely pages here. So, yes, still struggle in that area.
0: But you know, um, it's funny you mentioned all the places Andy's been. The only place I know him from is this. Is this is podcast. <laughs>
2: That's Yeah, well, you know, Grump, that is very like you. You sit on one spot on the couch, and you watch a grand total of one thing online. So I wouldn't be surprised. You're like the Woody not a, Page of this
0: show. I don't watch anything. I don't watch this online. I just happen to do it. I've <laughs> yeah, never seen that's fair. Stuff.
2: Mid-season,
1: fair he did switch up the side of the couch. He did go from the left-hand side to the right-hand side, and that was about enough to cause a huge discussion
2: of course that's when you know his sciatic is acting up so he has to put the pressure (laughs) on the left side of the lower back then he has to shift it back and forth
1: that's that's exactly what it was too but um before before we get to some housekeeping items (laughs) for those familiar right andy he does a lot there comedian andy francis you can find again he does great work you can find him there on youtube right he's got his podcast which i I like right. I've watched some. I've watched some of the podcasts there. I like his short clips here. The, the podcast that says "You're Still Here." You can find it on YouTube. You can also find it on Spotify too, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, all all the platforms, all podcast platforms. Yep.
1: That's right. I like watching. I like following him on Twitter or on Instagram, right? I I don't really do a lot on Twitter, but you can follow him there on Instagram where you could see the little shorts coming up to get prepped there for the podcast. You can find him on Instagram. That's also linked in the description below. Um, For those who like fantasy sports, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of them out there, especially with football season up around, you go ahead. You've got to do a few things. You've got to follow him on Twitter. And also he's got his Patreon where he goes through and he goes through the picks of what he suggests there. And you do that for, for football and hockey season, right? Yeah. Most,
2: most people come to it uh, for hockey. And what happened is I do videos. I do daily videos Monday uh, through Friday for the odd shopper sports betting channel. They're a part of stochastic which used to be awesome, but they change names and they do fantasy sports and sports betting content. And they do a lot of, you know, analytically driven stuff. And then they have me to do some content creation for NHL. But, you know, little did they know of the the powers of uh, I have my nose over here, the sniffs. And, you know, I've been I've been exploiting those hockey markets for a long time and they brought me on to do NFL stuff. And they then they had me do NHL playoffs, not this past season, but the season before. And I went on a legendary tear. So they're like, all right, you just got to do NHL. Kind of picked up where I left off this last season. And then uh, I started the Patreon because, you know, I come out with the video during the day and there's only so much that you can gauge because, you know, things like starting goalies change. There's late inactives and, I would do, you know, I would always update the betting tickets and stuff there. This is something that, by the way, I didn't even expect to do. It happened just kind of out of left field. My 1A, 1B, like hobbies have always been sports, fantasy. And then I got a chance to kind of create some stuff and it's just kind of grown on its own. And then that eventually morphed into within one year. I became the number one NHL sports betting guy on online, on YouTube. If you typed NHL bets, my mug would be the first one there. Yep. And then that parlayed into me reaching out publicly. I think you helped me with this, TJ. I, I asked anybody and everybody who could help. Uh, I publicly reached out to Jeremy Roenick, and then he agreed to do a show with me for this upcoming season. So... so- that is on the horizon as long as Jr. still is up for it.
1: I tell you, that's what I was about to let Grumpy know, because I don't let Grumpy know anything about it. Grumpy. Jeremy Roenick. Look at that. Big name. Big name drop there, Jeremy well, How
0: come you don't get any big names for this show? We're stuck with guys like Andy Francis.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like you got to pass that STD down. Now I got Roenick, and now maybe Roenick. I, I'm the middle man. I could bring it back to you, like the horror movie. It follows. It, it, like it goes Milbury. all the way
0: back. We want Millberry. We want Milbury. I bet you my, they still talk.
2: It's funny because my life will be complete if I have Yaramir Yager on any sort of show. I, like I idolized Yager. I, you know, I had to kind of black out the years he was on the Rangers, but Jagger was the man. And uh, if I could ever get him on a show, then I can my hockey my my hockey dreams can kind of you know be fulfilled.
1: It's completely fulfilled. You can also find Andy too on X, Twitter, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. That's that's where you get good content as well. There, you like I like the little snarky remarks that that Andy gives out and he hands out when need be. So he's he's an absolute must follow there on Twitter X, you know, whatever they call it. So make sure to give him all these are linked in the description below. So if you're listening in post, you're able to find out. I've got them all linked. So make sure you give Andy a check out if you don't already follow him. And here's
2: the good news. It's at Andy Francis on all social media platforms. I'm not one of these guys, John underscore the real Jenkins 14 NYC. None of that stuff. It's Andy Francis, the way you see on your screen right now in blue and white on everything. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. So that's pretty good. It's easy to find. That and is all true.
0: Of his passwords to all of his electronic devices are the same as well. So if you can hack one, you can hack them all.
2: Yeah, password backwards. the classic
1: oh my god that's
0: one two three four five
1: six and password yeah what
2: the hell have you guys been doing all summer by the way you guys log on here do you have to just try like oh yeah the uh the islanders there's nothing to talk about for the majority of the summer
1: i've been doing more like once a week and it's like we'll we won't have a show this saturday but it's like we're doing usually just like once a week right now. But it's right. I mean, like it's been it's been a pretty dry Islander summer, at least regarding news content wise. But I don't know. We try to we try to explore different avenues. Um, now we, we were talking last week about the Garth Snow interview. Now that was, and I want to get your take. Now, did you happen to hear the, about the Garth Snow interview?
2: No, I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
2: He said Tavares um, he is being, being feeded on well yeah. th- this is that's a point of contention um that i i <laughs> I don't know exactly what he said, but I do know that Islander fans are just some jaded ex who can't let go of something like we, we've hammered him into the ground. He's had no playoff success over there. What else do you want? His asshole is gaped open. It's over, but they still want to let, I don't know what they, did they want to run over his dead carcass? He's now a, a casualty making all that money over there. So now they're not going to be able to resign Nylander because of him. And he's getting slower. And most of his production comes on the power plane at five, on five, he doesn't jump off the you know the video screen at you at all. What the hell else do you want
1: from the guy? So it was he went on and talked, I think it was with Ethan, Ethan Sears. He works for the Post, if I recall right, Grumpy. The Post,
0: New York Post, yeah, uh, yes,
1: yeah, he works for the Post. And he, long story short, he talked about how the ownership group did not want him traded. And he said, oh, it's kind of like, you know, are you OK acknowledging that, you know, the car could go off the cliff? Long story short, it sounds like maybe there are some truths behind it. Maybe he's over there trying to, to find himself another job, another, you know, another place to be employed. Um, he talked about that. And then he said, well, you know, that the ownership group knew and acknowledged that this was a possibility and they went ahead and went forward with it. And he's been on a few podcasts recently. He's been making the rounds, Garth Snow. Now that his now that his contract, he's no longer getting paid by the Islanders. Now he's out there spilling the beans. And I wonder oh, how he's it. getting
2: paid on the backside by DiPietro for the fifteen year he <laughs> had. They were friends. They worked out together. He became the GM. Fifteen year deal. He's taking care of him on the back of the deal
0: no, over no, there. No, no, that was before he became GM. Are that you sure was that was that was Milbury, Milbury and Wang Wang. Who did that? That was Wong who did it. I I, I was
2: still the GM. I would double check that because I feel uh, I remember at the time thinking, even though, you know, I didn't really think on such a macro level about the Islanders. I just remember thinking, I think Garth just gave his friend the 15 year deal. Like I would, I would, you know, give TJ a 15 year deal on, on uh, radio. I'm, I'm I'm
1: signing.
0: I want to, now here's the thing. It didn't matter who the GM was. That was Charles Wong. That
1: was Charles Wong all the way. Yeah. Oh, I'm. It's Garth Snow, Grumpy. That 06 07 season general manager was Garth Snow. That's what yeah. I, r- I remember. It. I remember.
2: Okay. okay. Was he? Was he just made the GM too? Did the guy get into office and just, just start throwing September, 15 Rick?
1: September 12th of, to September 12th of 2006. So that's when he signed that contract. I'm interested when Garth Snow was named.
2: Uh, September yeah. 10th, 2006, two days prior. Oh, and then
0: okay, so, so let's be honest. There's no way that Garth Snow did that contract. That was so a Charles, Wong. That was Charles yeah. Wong all the way.
1: I, you, you know mean? what? That that is that. and Garth Snow, Garth was giving his buddy. He's like, yeah, let's sign him. Yeah, sounds great. Let's go ahead and sign my buddy was, there. Maybe,
0: right. maybe okay. that's why Neil Smith... Um, left. He's like, you're not doing that crazy shit given a goaltender who's not even proven a 15-year damn contract. I'm out of here 40 days.
2: All right. So, you know, now that we, we, we've been very friendly this whole time, we may as well start, you know, start the Royal Rumble. That was, you're just talking about one 15-year deal of an unproven goalie. How about, what do you think of the Sorokin? I, I see, TJ, I see you get very feisty when Sorokin's name comes up.
1: Yeah, I, here's the thing. I don't think uh, people malign him as an average goalie. Like again, it was it's Phil's. I use Phil. He's he's the head of the Lamanites. Him, <laughs> him and Luron Hubbard work in like almost in in, in tandem there. They you know, first of
0: all, it's not it's Luron Hubbard. Get it right. That's,
1: that's what I said. Luron
0: Hubbard. I don't said L Ron.
1: No, I said okay. Luron Hubbard. Sorry. Um, but they work almost in tandem. You know, I, when he came on and said Sorokin, my hot take is Sorokin's like Kirk Cousins. I was like, holy shit. I don't know if it's we're not watching enough football, we're not watching enough hockey, but uh, he's no Kirk Cousins. Now, I, I think I think Sorokin is a fantastic netminder. I think he's a top five goalie in the NHL. I think he's proven that over the last three years. And a guy like that, you know, he's a smaller guy. You know, I think we've talked about this before too. He's a smaller guy. Could he be prone to injuries as he's a more athletic goalie? You know, the older he gets, sure he can. So I d I don't know, you know, he's yet to be injured knock on wood so far. Watch him have a catastrophic yeah, I, I injury. I don't think that's I don't think that's an immediate concern. But I like I, you know, the deal was he needed to sign. It's I'm kind of conflicted. They they make good I thought that was a good signing, but again, it's like just kind of he alone is going to be able to win you games. I think there's gonna have to be a time period when the team bottoms out. And when you're signing guys like that to an eight year contract, I'm just not sure how low the team could go with Sorokin in the net. If that makes sense that you couldn't let him walk. Right. If he didn't sign the contract before this year began, you know, you'd had to trade him, but it's like they had to sign him back. I thought it was a good signing for the Islanders. Um, You know, it's well, where's Connor Hellebuck right now. He's still over there. Right. Yeah. These,
2: uh, you know, the the problem, one of the many infinite problems with Islander fans, they think they like, yeah, just trade him trade him. Hella book wants to leave. They want to restart and they still can't trade these trades, these magic trades. They never happen. So to just say, Oh, well, we'll trade him, get the, it doesn't happen. You end up like Jonathan Taylor. If you think that way. And uh, these, these magic things are very unlikely to happen. I mean, and you also can't guarantee of a, like a, a bottom out. Even if you took Sorokin off the team and you leave Varlamov in there, they have too many good players to truly bottom out.
1: Yeah, I think I think like with with the Heddlebuck situation, obviously he still played well too. I, I was
2: just using him as an example. Yeah. He played, he plays great, yeah. but it's like he wants to move. They want to move him. They can't even find a trade like a, an appropriate trade partner. Like the situations don't line up really like that, you know? They're
1: around the same age too. Heddlebuck is what like. 29, 30 years old, and Sorokin's like 28, 27, 28. I mean, they're not that far apart in age either. I mean, I think they're both goalies that are at the top tier, upper echelon goalies. I mean, after that contract signed, he's Sorokin's an islander for life, is the way I view it. You're not going to be able to move a guy who's on an eight year contract like that.
0: It's the, I don't problem, think so. the problem that teams have when they look to move a Connor Hellebuck is the fact that the team wants him gone. When everyone in the league knows the team wants him gone, they're not going to get a commensurate offer for him. They're not. I think
2: he wants to be gone. I think and he they, the they want to move him.
0: Initiated. They absolutely want to move him as well. And, you know, the whole thing. Well, we know you want to move him. Why would we give you asset XYZ when you want to get rid of him? We're going to lowball it because we know you want to get rid of him.
1: Is he in the last year of his contract this year too? I don't know. Yeah, this is, this is the last year of his contract also.
2: See, to me, that would be very enticing that's like getting yeah. uh that's like it's like getting someone on the franchise tag I mean the worry for oh, me yeah. always is I I use that running back and, and and goalie analogy it's not I understand that Sorokin is a top five goalie and Sorokin to me has shown he's gotten better incrementally every year while already starting pretty good yeah every year he's getting a little bit better. And there are a couple things. Like, I still do think he plays small. You can pick a corner on him. People are dumbfounded as to why he's not good in penalty shots. It's because a guy looks up, sees a corner, and picks it. Deeks, one time, he's saving all those. But he plays small and can have corners picked on him. And I still have hope. I mean, he really hasn't played that many games that he could even add that to his game. You know, his positioning. And I know that people criticize the rebound control. I don't think necessarily you saw his ceiling. My issue is philosophically. I believe in never paying a goalie no matter who you have just because you have to work that cap when a when a goalie takes that much of the cap I think it cripples you I'm a big fan of the Carolina system find a goalie have a defensive system stack your roster and you'll be able to do it with anyone and that's kind of I subscribe to that philosophy so that's that's the only reason I mean considering if I say we have to sign this guy they got a decent price for him and he is a top five goalie, but I just, I hate, I hate putting that much of the cap towards, towards a goalie.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just, I just, Andy, what's your, what's your opinion on the fact that the Islanders, you know, everyone who comes here falls to the Stockholm syndrome, but otherwise no one will come and play for the New York Islanders as a free agent. Why does it frustrate you when you see them sign guys to seven, eight year? No, it doesn't matter who it is. You know what? You're here for the rest of your life, pretty much. Seven-year extensions for you know a couple of Jags like Mayfield and Val, and even the five-year extensions for a whole raft of players that we had. Six years for Casey. Did they ever? Do you think that old man even considers signing guys to shorter-term deals and see how it works out? Ever? Well, I think that
2: the reason he did that is because we've been stuck on the same cap for the last couple of years. So it's like, okay, well, if I go on longer deals, it's the only way I can keep the numbers down on these guys. Now, theoretically, these, this latest round, a guy like Eng, I know Phil acts like he's the second coming of Christ. We just don't know. We have to see more of him, but if he ends up, continuing to show like decent chemistry with a second line then you are getting him at a good price but it's kind of that weird early gamble that you say okay what kind of player is he closer to toronto or was he just underutilized in toronto was last year just kind of fluke because he was playing with two pretty good players but originally he was doing that to stay under the cap because if you pay guys shorter term higher money then you have to let more guys go but it is unfortunate that some of those deals that we gave out like you know Uh, It always comes back to Palmieri, really. Uh, No, no, but the older batch, the batch that we talked about a few years ago, like, you know, throwing five at, like, Palmieri and stuff like that, and, you know, they were already, like, 30 and whatnot. Probably not the the best move. But I understand the thought process of the long-term low money when you have this cap situation where, I mean, like, look what's left of the Lightning's Cup teams. They got, like, three players left And they wanted to keep most of them.
0: But, you know, if you win something, I see it. But if you don't win anything, I just don't understand. Hey, you want this much money? Well, this is our offer for how many years? You don't like it? Go somewhere else. There's nothing wrong with changing. I'm a big believer. If you're not winning and your team is kind of just scuffling, maybe competing for a playoff spot every year, you don't need to bring everybody back. It's sometimes shake up is a is a good thing. Yeah. Well, at, when we
2: were, I'm not sure. Maybe we just texted or something around the, around the debt. Oh, it was one of those those spaces. You know, if I was ever bored yeah. and I just happened to see like you know uh, that you guys were on there, I'd hop on there. I think you, you around the deadline, I was like, all right, I don't see this team. I don't see them making a true run with what they have because like I thought they were. Uh, even if they added a piece, it wasn't going to make a considerable difference. So I was okay with the, the selling those guys that I think you would mentioned. like, even though I, I, I always know that Mayfield shows up for the playoffs, just the way the season kind of went, I felt like, yeah, maybe getting something for him and Varlamov and Parisi was the right way to go about it. You know, the, the flip side of that is they can say, well, you know, they traded for Horvat Now they have him and they can do a retool because they do have, like, you know, if you look at the core of, of Sorokin, the two defensemen, and Barzal and him, that's a lot of guys now who they're in, you know, their late 20s and you're supposed to be getting their prime now. So it's, they can argue that it is somewhat of a retool, but I think maybe the reason this summer has been a little bit, and I, I was asking you guys, because I, I feel like there is a, a blah status of the Islanders right now. Yeah. If this if, if this was a year ago, I feel like you could tell people, you know, it was a down year, but two conferences, and then we did blah, 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 blah. year before that, obviously tons of excitement back to it. Yeah. But now it's like, hey, we just saw what we rolled out there. What are we going to do?
1: Well, I can that's imagine
2: the, stale taste in a lot of Islanders fans' mouth going into this season.
1: The thing huh. that's driving me crazy on social media and by the really positive fans. The, the Lamanites? The, the Lamanites, yes, yeah, Grumpy, is... People who are saying this is not the same team as last year, and I always, I always ask the question: I'm like, what is the difference between this team and the team that lost in six games to the Carolina Hurricanes? We have just banged re- up
0: to a banged up Carolina team with playing their backup goalie—that's Siv Ranta.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the only difference is Parise is going to be gone; he's he's not coming back. And now you've got Wallstrom. That's that's really the only difference in this lineup and roster. And Now you have a healthy map or all. Well, really you'll you'll have a,
2: a full year of that second line that showed good chemistry. Usually chemistry won't just disappear um, between those players. You Paul you Palmary most of the year. And then I think that's the Palmary we saw when he came back from that injury to, to the end of the year and through the playoffs was the one that you would have said, okay, I'll give that guy 5 million. It's the first time where I think we truly saw him play consistent and very well for a long period of time. And if the second line keeps that chemistry, and I guess the counter would be the top line, you know, you'll have a healthy Barzal, him and Horvat were scoring a lot when they started, they can situate that. So I I can see what they're saying. Um, For me, you just like the fourth line is, is like, I I have some weight holding up this microphone. That's kind of what they are. They're just weight. They looked atrocious. Even the, the Matt Martin resurgence, yeah, okay, that was uh, – okay. Those three uh, – as uh, Sezikis can still play, but those three together don't have that juice. They, they're they just kind of lumbering out there. And then there's going to be no Parisi, and then, you know, any team with Aho as your sixth defenseman. And oh, but yeah, they're great. You look at the metrics from Phil and A- – who the hell is that duo? That's the biggest – horse shit i've ever seen come playoffs you saw who Aho was the majority of the year sure i will aho is who you saw he was the entirety that you saw him before that little stretch this year he had a, a small stretch where he managed not to be awful and then he immediately returned to the gaffes but that could not be your sixth defenseman and we all know what I think. Like I, I always will think Dobson needs to be your sixth defenseman whose ice time is tiered towards the score. You're you're down, you give him a ton of ice time. You're up, he's the sixth defenseman because I still think he's a big defensive liability. You can't have him and Haho out there. You can't be getting them through the playoffs uh, uh, three straight rounds and or four rounds to win a cup. I just don't think it's possible. So yeah, I see many holes, but it's an awful division. Once again, it is an awful division. And if you tell me Detroit is going to go on, a, that's one thing that you think have Detroit. to give up, man. I don't,
1: think Detroit, I don't think Detroit's got it this year. I, I still think <laughs> okay. they're in the rebuild. They're in the rebuild process. I still believe in the Steve. I still believe in the eyes plan. I still that's do. Fine. I'm still caught in. He'll call that's him.
2: fine. It's just when they roll out mediocre, you can't be like, I got a feeling about those Detroit Red Wings.
1: No, they, I think they still have a lot of – they've got a lot of young guys. I mean, if they play well, they do what they're supposed to. I could see them kind of being in a spot where they're the outside looking in, but that's the best-case scenario for them.
0: The problem for the Islanders going into next season and the, the playoff chases, you have – Pittsburgh's going to be better. Sorry, they're going to be better with Carlson. Just will be. And that front office is straightened out. They only missed the playoffs by by, what, a point? I, okay, it's not Bro, like they just – They're done,
2: man. They're they done. Must,
0: you know what, though? Carlson – I'm not saying they're winning anything. I'm saying getting into the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: Florida will make the playoffs comfortably next year. I firmly believe that. This The coaching change, system change, Kuchuk, they're I mean, to me, the problem for the Islanders is Buffalo and potentially Ottawa. But
2: though they're Those, in the other division.
0: Well, that it, it doesn't matter. Only the top three teams make it in, and then it's the two best wild cards. Yeah, and oh, I so, you're, so you're
2: saying like the three seed is definitely out of reach? We're
0: not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I matter of fact, I I could see Pittsburgh coming in third, even over the Rangers. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I just Eric think
2: Carl- you under undervalue how how. Old like Pittsburgh hasn't won a playoff series in like five-six years. I I, Chris I, Letang I plays the same exact kind of game as Eric Carlson, so they just got a better Chris Letang now. So what is Letang going to be on the second power play yes. unit? Yes. So this, this is not good. This is not
1: good. I mean, they're
0: tinkering with something that works, like Kane on the power play on the Rangers. Like okay. this can go backwards. I'm not talking about them doing anything in the playoffs. I don't think. I'm talking are. about making the playoffs. I think They're that's a good regular season team. If, Yo, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for Tristan Jari last year, they would have made playoffs. One of these I'm, years,
2: these old men are going to get hurt too. <laughs> you know, you can't true? be thirty-seven, thirty. One of these years, I'm talking a little rolled ankle. That's it for Malkin half the year. What? All these guys are—they could be gone at a moment's notice. I and think.
0: My, go ahead, go ahead. My, my thought process is. I think that the turmoil between the front office and the coaching staff filtered down into the players last year. I really do. And I think now that they've got that cleaned up, I think that'll be advantageous. I, I don't think Pittsburgh's winning anything. I'm just saying I think they'll make playoffs next year.
2: I just don't like how you can think that the Islanders have a downward trajectory. Well, come on. We saw that. And now you see a little worse at yet Pittsburgh, who you, we've seen a six year downward trajectory. And now finally, no wild card. They're on the outside looking in. And now you think they're just going to stumble back in because they got a guy who is playing buckets of minutes in meaningless games with the San Jose Sharks and has a massive stats with a massive minus. I think he's going to go. They are going to be a defensive liability all over the place. You already know they have the same goalie and locked him up for X amount of years, and they're relying on 38 year olds, 37 year olds. That nice. does not sound like a recipe that's going to last 82 games.
1: Tristan um, Jari's stats. I think, and like, I didn't like the signing of Jari, but. His stats before the injury, with the neck injury that kept him out for like a month, were like a 920 save percentage. And then after he came back, I don't hate him. Like I don't
2: hate him as much as I mean we've seen the worst jar- him, Yeah, so,
1: I was know. about to say I think we own Tristan Jari, but like for us, I think it's the way I look at it. This Islanders, just as you'd put, grumpy. I know we had popped this up on screen earlier, but I want to go ahead and show this again because this is – I, I got to ask Andy if he actually did go back to the future on this one here.
2: <laughs> Islander fans, I, uh, I don't have the best news to report. I just took this thing to June. You're probably not surprised, but the New York Islanders didn't win the Stanley Cup. At least the Rangers didn't win it either. That's actually not the bad. The bad news is I went to 2025 and they didn't win that one either. So I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that's what happened. All right. Good luck.
1: So we, I, I think that, I think that kind of puts the conversation in. So Islanders not making, not winning a Stanley Cup. Pretty much with the feather in the cap that Islander fans are trying to put in right now is, can we make the playoffs? That's the victory. That's the big victory I think Islander fans have shifted towards. No longer are we good enough to win a cup. Can we make the postseason? So fighting against Pittsburgh for a postseason spot, I feel like is our Stanley Cup. It's <laughs> weird as that sounds.
2: No, I, I do think the ceiling is... Um... Look, I know you're just going to say, well, the Devils started on this thing. It can... The devils can unravel. I know it sounds crazy, but did you see what Carolina did to them? And like, it's just that type of, it it can happen. I don't think so, but it can happen because they're super fast, ton of skill. Things can go sideways with teams like that. Trust me. But I think the absolute ceiling would be the second seed in the Metro. I, I don't think it's, I'm talking about the absolute ceiling, but I do think that is in the range of possibilities. I definitely do think the third place, just because of the lackluster division, you guys talk about all, well, we can't, the only reason I'm saying winning the Stanley cup is hard, but I will say this. I have no clue who's winning the Stanley cup this year from the West or the East gun to your heads. Who the hell are you guys going to pick? This is the first year you can say like, holy shit. I have no clue who's winning the Stanley cup. Come from either conference, come from either division.
1: I know who Grumpy's saying.
0: Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> After- <laughs> I thought <knew> he was <laughs>
1: saying that shit. <laughs> but if, Car-
0: if Carolina stays healthy, that's the big thing. If they stay healthy, they're absolutely my pick. I'd. Lo- we've talked about it a hundred times on this show. Every year Carolina does things. I'm like, why are they doing that? Why are they? And they just uh, they get better every year. If they, if they, I'm firm believe if they would have had Svechnikov. Uh, last year and he not got hurt they would have they would have made it to the finals i'm not i don't it, know if it's
2: nice to know that you support the teams that i would run i would sign a couple of serviceable goalies have a defensive coach although grumpy you said you wanted this high flashy scoring team i would spend all of my cap to have three pairs of defensemen And I would make the forwards work. And right now, they didn't have any big signings this year. They're going to have Sveshnikov coming off a a big surgery. So they're still going to be relying on no 30 goal scores and six reliable defensemen and a defensive system. That's the Andy way. And that's the Vegas way from last year no goalie, six defensemen, no 30 goal scores, multiple lines who can score. But they have eight guys.
0: Didn't they have eight guys who could score twenty goals in Carolina?
2: That's what I yelled at you that I wanted and was the hope for the Islanders that they had twenty capable or or like six or seven. 20 eight. You said guys. eight. You said eight, and I'm like, there's no way that Islanders is gonna be together. No, I said capable, and some of them hit. Some That's of great. them ones that you thought you would would never. Hit. Well, there was uh, Lee Nelson and Parise, um, Parisi. and it. then. If you're being even remotely fair, if Palmieri has a full season, that's over 20. Barzell has a full season, that's over 20. So they're on those 20-goal paces. I mean, that's five guys right there who are producing at that level.
1: I think I I will give Andy some leniency. I think I said, what is your hot take going into this year? And I think that's what he said. It's like the same thing, like the hot take of Phil was, Sorokin was Kirk Cousins now that was just a little bit worse than that I think that was the hot take also,
2: from Kirk you. Cousins gets a lot of
0: disrespect out there
1: he does and I'll get I give Kirk Cousins disrespect I'm one of those guys
0: hey uh, I'll tell you what though in that uh Netflix series he comes off the best out of everybody I think he's he's so loud the only the only thing that bothers me is I liked
2: him beforehand my theory was that he's gonna have because he clearly did does have those pressure jitters But once you hit a certain age, like a weird late 30s, and quarterbacks can still play that now because they're protected, I truly feel like he's going to have no pressure. Like, listen, they've already deemed me I'm never going to be able to do it. And he's going to play freely in one of these last few playoffs and he's going to go on a run. That's what I, that's what I smell. Cause there's no pressure. He's labeled as whatever TJ thinks he is. That's what the majority of people think he is, but his numbers, his regular season up there, numbers are up there with the best of them. And all it's going to take is one dinky run and it will change the narrative. Wouldn't
0: well, it be it crazy to Justin see it? Jefferson. So yeah,
1: Justin Jefferson, how does Matson do? How does Jordan Addison do? You know, T.J. Hawkinson, you name it. But uh, can't be pulling out stinkers against the shitty Giants.
2: Yeah, that was awful. I mean, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Every single, every single drive they were going well, driving down.
1: And Ernie asked master, Daniel Jones a big contract. Go ahead,
0: Grumpy. Well, I was going to say Daniel Jones sends a, uh, a Christmas card to, you know, the Minnesota Vikings headquarters. He's going to send it every single year. That's the reason he got that big contract. Are you He's guys Giants guys or Jets guys?
1: Giants. Giants. Yeah,
0: I or, like the Jets too. I think, I think the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Well,
2: year. I mean, that's Day Bowl, right? Look what Day yeah. Bowl did for Josh okay. Allen and now yeah. comes in there. You should be happy to have a coach like that, man, because Absolutely. it seems like those coaches who get the most out of their co- – like that's that usually gets some sustained success, and you could already hear the Islander fans getting angry. Meanwhile, they've had nothing to even talk about or worry about for the last month. But, okay, <laughs> we'll go back to the Islanders. <laughs>
1: Oh man. As now I wanted to, I had a I had a, a topic of discussion. I'm not sure if you guys happened to see the article that was released by The Athletic today a few hours ago. Um, and they rated the offseason by fans perspective, the fans' confidence, as well as the confidence of all. NHL fans so they took a they took a look they took a look at your specific fans and then all NHL fans who oh, I guess, tried to be interesting. so I oh, I'm interesting. sorry oh. the Islanders I'm sorry you didn't see that top portion of the screen but the Islanders have a D minus rating at 30 second now this gives you the fan it's all based off of public wait, wait, confidence wait, 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 wait. Oh, and the confidence of the fan
0: base. Our fan base feels just like the majority of fans. Not the people that we that we hear from. That certain members of the Lamanite crew think they like got A's. They think that this off season has been tremendous for them.
1: You'll see here. I assume the most majority of the Lamanites all reside in that nine percent where they're more confident heading into this season than they
0: were last year. I just want to say one thing about this grade. If you get this grade, even in public school. You're repeating like the twelfth grade. <laughs> you're just you're just repeating it because it's just not good enough.
1: D minus.
2: Do you guys remember getting getting like satisfactory? Remember when that was a grade? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Pass. 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 And it was. It, yeah. It, something I remember. Satisfactory was not good. No, it's like yeah, you're you're average. And that I'll was never elementary
0: school, though. That was in elementary school. Yeah, really it was something. elementary
2: school. I remember later in my mom, it was weird, like in elementary school. Yeah, I was kind of an S guy. And then in high school, I don't know. I just decided to start trying and I did really well. But I remember down the line, I was like, Mom, think about it. I I gave them satisfaction. That like my work was was pure satisfaction for them. I'll always remember that. That big S on my report cards.
1: What do you? What do you give the? Oh, go ahead, Grumpy. I,
0: no, I'd I'd love to break these down one by one and give you my grades.
1: Well, I want to ask first what Andy. And we'll talk about this. Andy has thought about this offseason so far because we've shared our thoughts and opinions a lot. And I'm not sure, Andy. I'm curious as to what you think about the Islanders' offseason. I know you'd mentioned right with with the cap being you know somewhat flat, and now we're just seeing a little bit of an increase here, and we'll see increases going forward. That we've had to go ahead and sign these guys if we wanted to bring them back to long term extensions in order to keep their cap hit relatively affordable for us. What have you thought about the offseason as a whole?
2: Well, you I guess you have to consider. How much cap you have? How much you know room you have to maneuver, and what's available to you? Because we could be Detroit two years ago and sign Cup and Peron and have everybody clap for us. Look at the free agent signings. Just because you sign people doesn't mean it's a good off season, and you have to look. I mean, wouldn't you consider the Horvat trade and sign? Shouldn't that just be lumped in as an off season move? No. You well, then, well, then of course, but if, so yeah, then the grade's going to be worse, but now there's that much less to work with. I mean, you just traded for and extended Horvat. So let's say they didn't make a trade and then they did that on, you know, June 10th or As actually the Stanley a- Cup's still going on. Uh Yeah. Or they do, yeah, they do that with him. They signed Bo Horvat. Or, are you then happy?
0: I would have been happy. I would have been happy if we would have signed Bo Horvat as a free agent for certain. And then you'd have assets if you wanted to move to the first round pick, and Bavilier to upgrade the team. I'm fine with that. If you know if you're gonna move him anyway, I'd rather get another piece. I'm never been a big fan of trading for a guy at the deadline and then giving him a I mean, that's a bad contract. But
2: well. you would have had to pay more if you waited because then you're bidding against all the other
0: teams. Do you think the way he played at the end of the year is worth eight and a half million dollars a year? No, there you go. So maybe, so maybe his market value would have been down.
2: Uh, p- possibly, but also at the time you can't bank that he's yeah. going to stop producing, especially when he did produce in like the first couple of weeks. You can't say, let's hope he goes extremely cold and then knock that market value down and then sign him to a deal because that's you, that's
0: you want to know possible. what he turned into, Andy. He turned into when he was with the Islanders the same player he'd been with Vancouver every other year except for this one. He's a half a point a game guy. That's yeah. what. He I, I, maybe 50 I, points a year that's it that's what he is it depends and i uh, like, and I like 50 points if
2: it comes with weighted towards goals you know if, if you're not high on assists i'm okay with that but um
0: uh, and I mean, i'm, a, well, I'm a, i like bo Horvat. i know tj does not i absolutely i like bo Horvat. i love players like that i i like him but the term and the money was too much for what he actually gives you he's not maca Let me just put it to you. But
2: you guys, you guys have market problem. I think I think both of you guys need to just go to a math course because you look at things that are given out. I didn't agree with the Paul Mary deal. I would not have signed. I had to scream this at you guys, but that price was less than he would have got from another team. Yes, I didn't want to sign him. When you see the top end guys, when you see Matthews signing for 14 or whatever it is, okay, that's Matt Kachuk money now. So if Horvat's getting eight, then that's in line. I understand if Matt Kachuk's getting, you know, eight and a half, and then we're paying Horvat Kachuk money, but obviously it's all on a scale. And if you never pay anyone, then you never get anyone. And I mean,
0: okay, but you can't even compare Matt Kachuk and Austin Matthews, but he
2: makes sixty percent of the money. That's what you're talking about. Fourteen and like eight, you know. I don't think
0: he's even sixty percent of the player of those two guys. I'm
2: just saying though, like it's with using this philosophy, you'll never have a player. You you have to pay somewhat close to market value.
0: Yeah, but Kachuk, K- okay, Kachuk is getting nine and a half million dollars a year. He's twenty five. Y-
2: yes, they signed him the before, year before though like yeah he signed in the year before yes and obviously every time a contract signed that's that's what the market is i mean it's it's it was here, here's
0: the thing when i here's the thing i look at players and i'm like oh if, if we offered austin matthews 14 million dollars a year he's worth it he's a difference maker Matt macchuk is a difference maker 14, no
1: 14 million dollars a year I don't
2: 14 know exactly. million you won't, I lot. mean well, how much? Am I wrong? By the way, is it twelve? Let me see. I'll,
0: he's I didn't making, know he's, he's, making, he's, he's the highest paid player. Well, he just he just move. signed a contract, a four year extension. 13,
2: 13.25.
1: Okay, yeah. so now he think about to make, that. Make nine nine and change right now.
2: Think about so now they can't sign Nylander, who does stand out and is a difference maker when you watch him, because they're committing to one difference maker. So it's like you know now is going to be able to carry the team on his own.
0: But they can move. I mean, they could move guys. In, during the season at the deadline there's a lot of. it's a long the only the islanders are the only team where okay if he signs well oh no we can't i don't know how to make money work i can't do it that's <laughs> lamarillo it's the old man he's finished right let's be honest you're gonna find that toronto will find a way if they want to keep nylander they will keep him every other team is able to keep players the only team that's not is the Islanders? They're the only team that has to give up boatloads of assets to move somebody with one year left on his deal.
1: They they will, and again, people on that might not like the price of it, but it's like everybody who is saying, "Oh man, Pittsburgh can never afford Eric Carlson. They can never make this work." They found a way to make it work. I mean,
2: yeah, Posternak signs that deal, and now <laughs> Hall gone, Bertuzzi gone, can't re-sign yeah. any of them. Trust me, man, they come, they come, co- they come to collect. Yeah. They come to collect. The teams don't magically get out of this. I don't know what you're talking about. Pittsburgh has like five good players. That's how they do it. They have you have to shuffle off people and you have to make it work. Yeah, and the Sharks are eating both deals. They're they're eating the Carlson deal. They're eating the Burns deal. That's the only way that
0: they're that, not that paying it, any money. They're it. not paying any money towards that uh towards Carlson. None.
1: What do you mean the, the cap it? No, they got a few. They got cap it dollars against Carlson. That's, nope. Yes, I, they
0: do. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, no. they split, they both split Grumpy. They took some and so did uh whoever was the third party in that deal yeah. I think Montreal. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm gonna take a look because I don't think that's,
1: they did. Uh, that's uh, the, the
2: classic Google. So me and TJ just fabricated this all in our minds, even though we never that's that's about distinctly
0: it. possible. Like you fabricated eight twenty goal scores for the islanders. Oh, eight twenty
2: capable. I mean, are, are you gonna oh, click I'm sorry, go. are you gonna but that's the thing if that's a that's a key word to take there, out there and there, when there, and when more than half Hit that twenty goal. Imagine a guy hit 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 nineteen goals and played forty games. You would have been like, didn't hit twenty. That's that's clickbait nonsense.
0: Didn't hit it. All right, you keep on saying Palmieri. It was. It, it was. was, it was they, 33 do, they do. freaking points last year in fifty five games. 30, I'm not a Palmieri 12. guy. You don't
2: have to convince me. He played well when he played when he came back.
0: Why do I feel you know, like he's going to go back to being the Kyle Palmer we've seen for the last two and a half years? I,
2: Oh, when that second line takes the ice, I'm, I swear to you, I'm just going to look like...
1: I am so hesitant because people are just willing to run with saying, Oh, 15 games of success. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, it's so that's so really what it was. Guys. Maybe like 15 some odd games. People are extremely enthusiastic yeah. about TJ. it. And again... There's,
2: chemistry is the thing it's rare to have it and then it just met like line combos usually when they work there's a reason the skill sets complement each other it's rare it's like okay it works and now it's all just gone like if if Nelson still has his skill set Palmieri still has his skill set and Engvall still as fast as he is they clearly found something for it to just fully disappear I would I w- I'd be a little bit surprised
0: Well, let's see how they play against teams with winning records because, I mean, I know a lot of those games, you know, like two-thirds were against teams that did not make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. We'll just see.
0: We'll see. I'm interested to see.
1: Yeah, the majority. What's the biggest concern?
0: You're going to have Anders Lee on the freaking first line, which to me, there's an anchor on the first line. They need somebody else. um,
2: How about we talk about something positive for a sec, TJ? How about we talk about the – you know, paying our debts um, and taking care of things that were uh, outstanding. You know, <laughs> like you have certain contracts, someone had to eat certain amounts, but I need your guys' assistance or maybe some of your viewers, or maybe you can put this out there to them. Well, when France played England, I was convinced that England was going to advance. I thought it was going to go to penalty kicks, and if Harry Kane doesn't miss a penalty kick, it's going <laughs> 2-2 into extra time. But I idiotically said, you know what we should do? If France wins, I should get a Noah Dobson jersey that says 10 million as his name on the back. Yeah, yeah. I I who does this? I put my own idiotic like I should have just I should have let TJ propose something. I don't even <laughs> oh, know. Why- shit. I didn't
0: realize you actually put this out as a tweet.
1: Yeah, as yeah, yeah, it was, it was just like now. Here's the thing: I didn't actually disagree with Andy about. And here's the funny thing: I think probably Noah Dobson's not getting a ten million dollar contract. He's not. Oh, so I, you know, I, I, I kind of about that. Uh, did
2: you even agree? Did did I did, like? Did you even say okay
0: bet, or did I make up in my mind that you said no, okay? He said, no. You agreed no, on that bet. Dude. It was a big deal to him. It was
1: a big deal. I don't remember. It is so long ago, but it's like, I don't remember. I think I said yes, but I don't really remember. Um, I do remember this. Uh, yeah, that was that was a tweet you were talking about there, the $10 million there, or $10 million man for Noah Dobson, and, and it would have been $5 million man or $5 million there for Scott Mayfield, who honestly probably would have been getting something like that if he signed a, a somewhat reasonable contract instead of a seven. Yeah, I was about to say, he's worth four and a half, five million million a year on a three-year deal, I think. No. Well,
2: don't feel bad because if he didn't get five, I can assure you Dobson ain't getting ten.
1: I well, think yeah, Dobson would be around eight.
0: Here. He didn't get five here, but here's the thing: he got seven years at age 31. I just I, I, just, I can't I can't for me for the life of me it's the term that just if a, a you you got to look at these guys okay how many good years does he realistically have left three maybe. Uh,
2: Defensemen us uh, play a little longer than forwards. But he's
0: but uh, but his, his game is not one that ages well.
1: I think, I think he's a really I, good I, postseason I, player. He's a guy I who's I'll him.
0: say maybe three years. The last four years are gonna be brutal on that deal. He's gonna be on this team until he's 38.
1: 37.
0: I just I I mean to me it's the term. It's not the money, it's the term. And I don't well, you know, if they want to stay here, well, you know what? Let them test the market. Then let's see what the, let's see if they want to move their let's see if they want to move their families from the cul-de-sac to go somewhere else. Play hardball a little bit with these guys.
2: I, I I agree with you in that like that's just that's that's a lot of years for a guy.
0: I and like even for Angval. I mean, so he looked good. All right, I, I mean, he looked okay. Um, let's be honest. Good. Okay, he's a half a point a game guy again. Seven years, based off of thirty games that he played for you, or something like that. I just—it's
2: taking a gamble. If he had another good year, then you would—you're going to have to pay him a lot more than that. I know. Maybe you
0: just offer him a three-year deal. You don't have to give him. And you have to give him more money then. Well, let him let him test the market. I don't think his value is that high.
1: Yeah, his value was. It was was the market that they didn't have a lot of players as free agents this year. Okay, here's the thing. They, I'm telling people, always overpay when it gets to free agency. But
0: everyone, but what did you see this year? There you go. Everyone TV was up against the it. cap, one year deals, well, I, two year I, deals. No one's giving out seven year deals.
1: But they're all giving out. They're all okay. You saw a lot of that for the cap. But like the the, the teams that had cap space available were given. Exorbitant one or two year deals because they know hey, we are gonna go ahead and sign a guy like this or sign somebody else later on.
0: Nobody we, signed exorbitant we're at a spot. I
1: thought we were at a spot. The, the, the ghost of game. Alex Kalorn just
2: signed like a massive deal, seven million a year. He's in his 30s. A loser he didn't score...
0: They're a loser though. Who okay, signed? him.
2: Well, then just don't say nobody does it and
1: then amend your no, okay.
0: Say, no one who team. even has a shot at the playoffs. Let's just put it to you that way. The, because because uh, Anaheim's not making the playoffs.
1: A lot of teams are giving out short-term deals, but it's because they they didn't want to commit long-term, and some of these guys were like, hey, if we freed up the cast space, we don't envision this guy being here long-term. I well, just, I don't... Ugh.
2: No, all the only reason you're getting all the short deals this time around is because the players know that this is the last year of the flat cap. This is the only time you'll ever see people like Tarasenko and them willingly taking short contracts is because they know... All the teams will have more to offer when the cap goes up because that's been a talking point for years, but now it's an actuality. It 100% is going to go up, which is why you're searing that myriad of one and two year deals because they're trying to space it out Well, they'll have more leverage in negotiations. So what Lou is doing saying, man, if this cap goes up and I am right about these players, it's. An absolute steal, and then I guess what he would say is, if it doesn't work out, the numbers are so low that it's not hurting you.
0: But if you actually look at the numbers over the course, all it does is hamstring us going forward. That's that's the whole because everyone signed, everyone signed to long term deals. Next year, we don't even have five million dollars in cap space going into next year. Think about that. Think about that because of all the long, all the extensions he's given out. And they're so, they're just so ridiculous. I would much rather on a 30 year old or a 31 year old defenseman. You know what? I'm willing to, I'm willing to go out for a year. Pierre Angval. go ahead. Let's see if you could do it. Then we'll pay you on the back end. If it means the cap is going up. Why give it a seven year deal? Seven years. just That's just ridiculous. That's like, if you're a star, you should get seven year deals. Not some guys, not a bottom pairing defenseman and a bottom six forward. I just, I'm just no. I mean, before, on, a team, on a good team, Pierre Angval is a bottom six forward. On a good team, I agree. Before we before we leave, Varlamov, the point, though. Varlamov, thirty fucking five year old backup goaltender, you felt it was necessary to give him four years at three point seven five. He's a freaking backup. He's gonna play what twenty five games it's, a year? It's
1: 2.75. Uh, 2.75 I had
0: I had put this in the rear view mirror. I had put in this all in the rear view mirror. Andy comes in rips the scar tissue off i'm not even i I didn't
2: even say i agree with any of them i'm telling you why you did it
1: grumpy that was a really really that was a really that was a really thin piece of the i guess scar like a really really thin like your skin your skin starting to get really thin there grumpy if that's the case because
0: i put all the (laughs) ugliness behind me i put it all behind me you guys do have a problem where you're riding that fighting line towards
2: it doesn't even seem like you want the Islanders to win.
1: I think that there's a certain
2: that. level of misery you're allowed to have. You're almost on the threshold where it seems like you'll be upset if they get to the second round of the playoffs because everything you said it will kind of devalue it. Like you'd rather have all these yelling about the contracts be right than the Islanders actually succeeding. I think you need to hear that.
0: What's a success to me? A success is competing and winning Stanley Cups, not making the playoffs, not winning one playoff round. It
2: just seems like if they win, though, you'll be like, ah, I was lucky because of this. Ah, I was lucky too. I ah, just, it's, I mean, that doesn't, that's pretty miserable. I'm just, what, and coming from me, for me you, to have to tell someone you're being miserable, that's not good.
1: What do you view the season as to be successful? I think the the Islanders have to at least make the Eastern Conference Finals for the year to be a success. Anything less, I think, is a failure this year. All right? What it's, do you what do you view as a success? It's, it, it's
2: actively while it's going on. Like,
1: I here's, here's it almost
2: seems like you're rooting against them.
1: I'm rooting against them because I know that they have no chance to be successful. And us continuing to spend dollars and continuing to sit here on the treadmill of mediocrity continues to waste time for to do what the Islanders really need to do. We need to go ahead and go through a rebuild. If we don't do that, we're just going to continue on this hamster hamster wheel of oh, maybe we're going to make the playoffs. Maybe we'll have a chance to make it in as the last wild card spot every single year and it revolves us continuing giving up our draft capital so we don't have a I chance. I mean to this is be what better.
2: Vegas this is what people criticizing Vegas Last year, are doing like we're we're signing Riley Smith, we're signing Marches, so they're all in their thirties. We didn't even make the playoffs. The glory days are behind us. Nothing could ever happen. Like it's a, and they. They just won the Stanley Cup, and I'm not defending the Islanders like that, but those were all the same things being said. They flushed all their draft capital out the window. They need to start a rebuild. They they they're gonna be in cap hell because of all the they sold their soul and making off, waving no trade clauses, they lost Patriaretti, everything was in shambles. They won the Stanley Cup, so it's not that outrageous to they turn have, the boat around.
0: They've been to a Stanley Cup final. They've been to the Eastern Con- they've been to the Western Conference Finals a couple of times. There's yeah, a but- difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. They, and here's the thing They're way more talented than the Islanders are. You use this excuse,
2: but if it's a year ago, and I'm telling you they're losing Pacioretty, Stone's always injured, all their players are 30s, Jack Eichel didn't look like his normal self when he came back from the injury. How are you selling me on Vegas before the year? They have no goaltending. They had Leonard and then went on to their third, fourth, fifth goalie. You would never sell me out. You would never say these guys are great. They didn't have a single 30-goal score, and all their players are in their 30s. They're the exact team that you hate. You hate the exact build but of the Vegas they, Golden Knights. I think Eichel's, like better any fo-
1: Eichel's better than any forward on the Islanders.
2: Coming off of a you see you you can say that but you had no clue what you were getting. So you traded away Tuck and draft picks. Tuck yeah. was a great player, reds. Still is a great player. And then Eichel comes back up and down a little bit. They missed the playoffs. He plays very bad in those must-win games and then you're left thinking going into that offseason the Vegas Golden Knights Never Say Die podcast is yelling not to give extensions, <laughs> blow some of this up, build around Eichel,
0: and they but stuck they with it guys. and those old guys came through. But they but they moved guys off their team. They shook it up because they, they realized, guess what, the team is currently constituted that didn't make the playoffs was not good enough, so we're going to shake it up uh, it, uh, for the Islanders. And here's the thing, I root for the Islanders to win. They didn't shake shit up. They rolled the same people out there. But no, they moved. They moved already. because they, he, they couldn't off. afford him because of the cap. They
2: had to sh- like you say. No one has it. The but cap had, comes for everyone. But they and had, they had guys-
0: to they had young guys who were ready to step up. They No, had they guys- didn't.
2: No, they, I'm sorry, Grumpy. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you, I'm putting your knife to the fire, even though it's a fake saying. Right, I'm going to have to pull, make, it up. I'm I'm gonna pull make, it up. Yeah, this is, you're going to pull up everything. The, they they relied up. on, they relied on the same crew the S- Chandler Stevensons, the Mark Stones, the Riley the Smiths, the Stone? Jonathan Marchesos.
0: Okay. But Mark Stone's
2: a really good player and has been for years. He was injured almost all the
0: year because he's always injured. I don't know. You're going to lose this one, Grumpy. All I know is when he plays, he's a good player. He's probably better than any forward on our team as well. They're more talented. All I'm saying is they're more talented than the Islanders. I can see it from their perspective. For the Islanders' perspective, we're not talented enough to win. We're just not.
1: Now, here's the thing. When you look at Vegas, I think the West is weak unbelievably weak, even weaker than East. I think hockey in general. you got to get a, through Edmonton
2: and Colorado for the most part if you want to go to the Stanley yeah. Cup. So they're top-heavy. Yeah, You and, have to and get I through those teams.
1: Colorado, with the injuries they had last year, uh, was a decimated squad compared to what they were when they won the Cup. I mean, you look at that Cup team, holy shit, you look back in retrospect, that was a solid, well put together team. Edmonton still always has a problem of, I can't keep the puck out of the back of the net. Did Ed, Did Vegas play Edmonton? On the road, yeah. to the- yes. okay, yep. gotcha. I couldn't remember if they. And they then did. played
2: they- Dallas. Come on, man, that was your. I, I think I think
1: I, th- I think Dallas has got you know I think Dallas has definitely some. So I, I thought Dallas was probably going to make it out of the West, but yeah, I they just had not scam hole. their
2: way. I know scam brackets like when the Isles beat like Philadelphia, and the, I know scam. They didn't scam. They had to play tough tough series. I and think- then they took that hot Florida team who was sweeping Carolina, and they waxed them.
0: Well, it helped I think it really helped them that uh Florida had what like 11 games yeah. off between yep. I think that cooled them off
1: yeah
2: yep. yep yep anyway, going back to positive news by the way, so I lost that bet and I said because you one of your fans said like oh you're not gonna get that the last thing I need is I do this show with Ronik it takes off things are going well and then some prick says, yeah, don't ever watch that guy. he makes a bet and then doesn't pay it up so well, I, well, I I ordered. <laughs> the Noah Dobson 10 million jersey. Yeah. And unfortunately, the only bad news I have to report is that it will physically be here tomorrow. Ah. But I I took a picture. I have the receipt. I got I'll give you the tracking number, but I took a picture with the actual jersey. And if I could share my screen with you for 1 second.
1: Oh yeah, let me I'm going to remove this. here. I'll stop sharing there. Let's at it. <laughs>
2: Okay, now do you see this there jersey? I went with the pink hockey fights cancer jersey. Now I always want to be fighting cancer, but really I wanted the right jersey to embody his soft as ass defending. <laughs> and I thought that pink teeny bopper color for 10 million number eight would do it. Teeny Bopper, hot pink, no adoption. And I even did get the
0: matching hat wow oh, no, the- isn't that like a lavender isn't that like more lavender than hot pink i know i know but okay. um I just didn't know if maybe I it's my, it's a very soft idea. color,
1: it's a pastel-y type of color, it's it not a very most hardened most color you'd it. expect of a it of a looks band. like
2: it looks like a teeny bopper color. That's it really works. kind of what it looks like. I'd expect um, like a
1: 13-year-old girl going to the game to wear a color. Like
2: exactly. That. Now the only thing this literally will be here tomorrow. I'll throw a picture of it on social media for you guys. We need to just figure out because I'm not keeping that that voodoo you're not gonna in the wear air.
1: it, Andy. It's the good luck charm
2: my ass um (laughs) one of your fans somebody one of your loyals we just got to come up if any of your fans can suggest a way i'm going brand new jersey and hat combo i'm happy to send it to an isles fan give it to an isles fan hopefully a noah dobson isles fan whatever 10 are left out there
0: oh wow now
1: now you're throwing the shots and
2: uh no 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 um but if there is if there's anything that we can do, I don't know if you want maybe the winner of your fantasy league or, or I don't well, know if there's me. somebody out there you that's know. <laughs> so <laughs> we got that coming in. All right, TG, you could stop sharing that. We got that jersey coming in tomorrow. I'll upload a picture of it. Now I just need to figure out a way to, I don't know, give it to one of your your people.
1: Tweet at us, message us a creative way that we want to have that that shirt given away because it's it's a cool shirt. That's a that's a shirt I'd be happy to be wear, caught wearing around town. There, that 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 light purple color there with ten million dollar man, where he's probably not going to get the ten million dollar contract, but it, it will always have sentimental meaning. So especially if they're at games, games. you
2: got to wear
0: that to games people
1: <laughs> they're like what the hell is that what's the yeah, team you know, there'll
0: be-, be a lot of questions that's what that's, gonna, it's going to be a huge
1: of topic of conversation yeah. so when you're at the bars when you're at do they have they still have that uh the offside tavern is that still the day open that i, I think like so time? okay when you're at the offside tavern you've got a good topic of conversation that you could go ahead and easily bring up um <laughs> You know who's
2: not going to get it? That that bald asshole who always makes fun of my hair, Tony Cheese. Where's that guy?
1: <laughs> He's changed his name now to, to yeah. Pussy Boy or Bussy Boy, whatever that bussy thing is. Yeah, so I feel like, do you know Tony Cheese? I, I have like- no clue who Tony Cheese is, <laughs> but it is an absurd, like it's like
2: a he was on the DVD extras and removed from the Goodfellas or something. Tony Cheese? This sounded like the... The biggest scam ever. I just thought it was a hilarious name. And he always he was always commenting about my hair. And from my experiences, you want Jealousy. to know who does that? Jealous people. He's, he's bald. bald.
1: We're he's bald. bald too. Jealous. It's a nice he's head
0: of hair. Bald. Jealous.
2: That's well, you guys apparently have come to terms with it. And Tony Cheese, yeah. he's the kind of guy who's googling hair transplants once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so i'm just kidding cheese i have no clue who you are but you messed with me so you know i'm just i'm just returning the favor
0: take a shot you gotta be able to take one
1: let's let's do this i'm gonna go ahead and jump really quickly into the ad read here for today Um, Then we're going to I do want to break down what we thought about the fan confidence that seems to be weaning a tiny bit here, at least regarding the Islanders headed into this season, because I do want to take a look at that. Um, There have been some fans putting out there have been some predictions as well, because I want to talk a little bit about two before the show ends. We want to talk about what are our predictions for the Islanders going forward, because I'd say I I feel with a strong degree of confidence that the team we're seeing rolled out there right now is probably the team that we're going to have going into this upcoming season. But Let's get into our ad read today. Today's ad read is brought to you by DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on a college football game and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Um, Anything can happen in college football, and your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. And the only thing that is a lock is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. And, and they have just a $5 bet on a college football game um, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. And New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. And Connecticut, help is available uh, for a gambling problem at 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on the on behalf of Bo- or Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in kansas um, you must be 21 years or older but age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see dkng.com slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and eligibility and deposit restrictions apply um, i'm trying to see i think that's the yeah i think that's it Okay, I don't, I don't think we have to really uh, if, if
2: yeah, don't worry, I can add it on that. I play on DraftKings Sportsbook all the time, and I sincerely enjoy it. And so do all the people who follow me on my Patreon. They have a hell of a time. DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get a hundred percent boost on Thursday night football, because I'll be partaking in that, and that's not even a read. I really will. If you can make 10 picks on a same game parlay, you can have a hundred percent your winnings, and that is something that I
1: always do. There it is. There it is. Get I your game. i aware
0: of this, Andy, but TJ, you know, Hope N Y H O P E N Y. TJ used to pronounce that Hope Penny.
1: Hope penny, as opposed,
0: baby. As opposed to just reading it, you know, just spelling it out. Or he tried to uh, you know, D B Cooper it, defensive back Cooper, and uh so he went Hope Penny as opposed to Hope NY.
2: So you're saying when he got his report card back, it was BS. Oh, satisfactory low satisfactory. You,
0: I think it was I think that was you for I think you're
1: right. They gave me needs improvement, a needs improvement and I, was I
0: working play me. well with others was another one.
1: <laughs> that still stays the same grumpy. Um, but uh, I'll read this cuz I think we have one too um from uh Raycon? Raycon. That's right grumpy. I think we've got to do one through Raycon but um, we're going to go ahead and give that a shot. Give me one second as I pull that through your grump. Um
0: That's fine you can do that let me know when you're ready Hey Andy you want some you know it's funny stuff you remember When you were a kid I remember And this is the elementary school thing I think it was in first grade you know they teach you how to You know write and stuff like that And one sentence was supposed to be uh, uh, Somebody Wore a blue shirt And I spelled it a blue shit And I got marked off of that And you know what some people have blue shits So I don't think that was fair for me to lose points For that what do you think
2: yeah, it's like the the Billy Madison blue duck. That's it. <laughs> the teacher asks, he goes, "Well, well, I never seen a blue duck, so I thought I would draw a blue duck, and uh, so uh, I drew a blue duck. You drew a blue shit,
0: and or you wrote about a blue shit, and there you go. Yeah, it's possible. I don't, I don't think I. That's right. I don't think that I should have been busted for that one.
1: Today's podcast is also brought to you by um, Raycon. Uh, even if you're not going on vacation. The summer is all about a vacation state of mind. Whether you listen to, you know, current hip hop songs, podcasts, whatever you listen to on repeat, <laughs> um, you can, you need to, or if you need to retreat inside your own head for a bit, um, you know, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Everybody knows how big of a fan I am of music. Um, there's so much going on in the summer and sometimes you just need to, you need an upbeat song, you know, to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Whether you're at the gym, you need to get pumped to hit a PR, whatever you need to listen to. You got to listen to it via Raycon. Um, and let me tell you right now, Raycon's the best way to do that. Um, so earbud, they've got, uh, ear tap or earbud tap functionality to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation and awareness mode. Raycons have 32 hours of battery life, including. Including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips and the most comfortable in ear fits that start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30 day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, listeners of the Islanders Never Said I Podcast and get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off your Raycon order. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN.
0: Hey, Andy, real quick question for you. You remember when the offseason started and somebody, you know, they were saying, Lou, is there going to be any changes to the coaching staff? Says, well, you know, I'm still waiting on some answers to some questions. And he never got back to anyone. So can we just assume that whatever questions with the coaching staff, like the power play unit or anything, they've been answered. And it's affirmative. Let's go with what we had last year.
2: Well, that is a thank you. I almost want to thank you for that segue because um, this is something that I'm tired of yelling about it for years it's one thing to yell now today. I'm I'm I've come equipped with a fucking coach board. Sorry for cursing. A literal board <laughs> and video evidence of what needs to be done because I'm just sick of all the theorizing. I'm sick of all this stuff. We're going somebody clip this, send it to Lane and whoever the hell's running the stuff over there, and we will get to the bottom of what's ailing this power play unit and how to fix it now here is the setup that is going to fix this now i will try to hold it up we are going to run barzal in the artemi panarin position now tj if you're upset Pulock can be flipped for dobson but there's a reason i want Pulock there then either wallstrom or Paul Mary can play the bumper i'd actually rather have Paul palmary here and we're going to put wallstrom there and then horvat is going to be in front of the net andersley has to be removed now why is this because you have to see who your main threats are on your team whatever your team is you have to see the construction and and what the strengths are like who can can score and how we have a few shooters on the team we have Wallstrom, who can obviously blast one-timers. Pulak has a hard shot. Dobson can get shots through. Barzal's a passer. Palmieri can shoot and tip. And Horvat obviously can tip. He led the league in tipped goals before he got to the Islanders. So I want Andersley out, and I want him. And before you say, but he plays in the bumper, and that's where he's at. No, because he played in the bumper because JT Miller ran their power play, and he occupied that position. Because uh, Pedersen was behind him and was a lefty and could blast those one-timers. You see the same thing on every team. You need multiple lanes of one-timers and people who can score. Now,
1: Can you show us us the diagram up there, too? We've got you on full screen, so he's got it. Okay. This okay. is all of those looking. Okay. Days.
2: Those circles represent the people who can score via one timers and Barzal like on the Rangers power play is the right-handed distributor. And he's so mobile that if he wants, he can swing behind the net here. Oh, wrong thing. Cause it's a, he can swing behind the net and then Horvat can slip into that bumper position and you can reconfigure, but the, the power play for the weapons, the Isles have have to be run through this side with the shooters in shooting position. And now you're going to see a bunch of instances where all those guys are in those positions and score. I'm going to start a little presentation for you. Um,
0: I'd feel better if Ryan Pulak could hit the net on a one-time.
2: Okay, and Perfect. Uh, that's that's great because there's a lot of people out there. But Polak misses the net. Polak misses that. It doesn't matter if he misses the net. Have you ever seen an NHL player with a 105 mile per hour shot miss the net? And then the coach just goes, "You know what? Don't send a defender out there. Just let him miss. He's gonna miss it." No, whether he misses every shot or not, that guy is gonna be considered a threat, and the defender is always gonna shade towards him. If he blasts it a mile wide, but it's going that fast, he is going to have to be looked. Looked at and all I'm trying to do is free lanes for Barzell. Barzell, who always gets those cross-seam passes tipped, and Pulak on that point. Oh, sorry. Um will do that. And Dobson is actually okay. He'll he he's closer to like more what Adam Fox would do. He can distribute and he can get shots through, but he's not gonna beat you clean with a with a with a shot. And that's kind of a known thing. All right, so let's
0: start with. I'm glad that it doesn't bother you that Pulak misses the net all the time.
2: It it doesn't not for the purposes of. I'm just glad. I'm I'm glad glad it doesn't because
0: that's what he does.
2: That's fine. For ten years. (laughs) No, I I I can show a full highlight reel of goal. All right, so I'm I'm actually going to start with the Rangers power play, and what I did was I choose Islander games in the playoffs and Ranger games in the playoffs. Can you guys see the screen? Are you seeing Rangers? Okay, so. Panarin Panarin. runs their power play as a righty, and he runs it from from his strong side. So, like, you know, if he's shooting it, it's not going to be with his stick towards the middle of the ice. So he runs it. This is where I want Barzal to run it. Where Fox is, I want a shooter. Where Zabanajad is, I want another shooter. We have shooters who can score. And then... Where you see in the high slot another righty is where Paul Mary's gonna be to drift in between the TJ Oshi role. So if they're shading towards Pulak and shading towards Wallstrom at the point, then that's where Paul Mary will be. Also, Palmieri can tip the puck. He's great at tipping it, as you saw in the playoffs. You're trying to she free these lanes the up so they, they can play. get through. But the way the power play is currently constructed, so we have Barzell operating off his strong players. side with um, with Brock you know, Nelson. Down and down and Brock N- here's another one. As you see, righty looking one for those one-timers. There's one, misses, and... Imagine Pulak's at this point. Pulak, they would not leave just like this to blast it. And then Pulak would be dishing it
1: over to Wallstrom. You use our best passer in that position to distribute, and you give him as many righty options as possible who can
2: blast in these one-timers. The same exact way Artemi Panarin does it. And what you just saw right there is what would be the last option. If need be... He'll sh- he'll have to shoot it every once in a while if they fully give him that time tropics, and space. Orzal will have to box. shoot it here and there, but Panarin. just like what it's you're seeing here, Zibanejad one Zibanejad after Zibanejad. another, looking for those
0: one-timers. I mean, now I'm one going to go to the Islanders. I know you're probably saying, "Stop showing me all these good Rangers." I know. I, I just I know. have. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. The problem that I see with the power play is lack of movement from the players. And the lack of speed in the puck movement. I think that, I think that's the biggest. We look just stagnant out there, and I think that's really the biggest issue we have. Pretty much,
1: mapars all start skating circles around, handle the puck. Hopefully, something. And everyone over, else just stands around. No one moves. I, you're right. I think we don't really have
0: a cohesive. And, and we're, we're not team. as talented offensively as the Rangers are.
2: Either. Okay. Do you guys see this one?
0: Not yes. yet. Here we yes, have. we see it.
2: Are you seeing Islanders? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Barzell, many times, has operated from this position. He has. And as you can see, this is exactly where Panarin is. You see where Eberly is? That's where I want Palmieri. You see where Pajo is, where he was just in front of the goalie? That's where I want Horvat. So, if they give him the space, just like you saw that Panarin position, he has to be able to once in a while, if they give him the space, rip a shot just to keep them honest. Then here's another same exact. This is a three game playoff stretch. It's not fake games. These are meaningful games. You take that space and he wants to find those passes. So give him the guys that can blast one timers there. That should be where Wallstrom is. Bink right in top of the net. And this is all, this is all in the playoffs. This is when it was working. These are the shots that you're trying to open up. And we have the personnel. Look, here's Barzell that same position. And okay. You're going to chase me there. This is where Paul Murray should be high slot. He wants to make these passes, give him all the righties as he's because he loves skating around, like you said, give him these opportunities to find as many one timers as possible. And he's done it before. I just don't see why they don't construct the power play to suit these needs. It's it's just ridiculous.
0: So it's a you're thinking it's a coaching thing then.
2: Yes, and that that's why it's so upsetting to me. Like, look, here he is. Just like where you saw Panarin. He'll find the right passes and just operate it that way. And it was their insistence on trying Brock Nelson there, and it, it didn't work. Brock Nelson had a grand total of one one-timer goal all season long. He's so, not a
0: creator. He's not a creator. That's why it doesn't work for him.
2: So that's where I want Barzell running it. And then lastly, I have...
0: But you're right. You can't have Anders Lee out there on the power play, and I've said that. I said that for a while. You need guys who are not afraid to move. Palmieri, you know what? Parise would have been good in that situation as a guy who could move because he's always he was always moving. I don't know if you're going to get that from Wallstrom. Palmieri, I think yes. you will. But I think I I think we're just too stagnant, and I don't I don't know if it's a coaching thing or it's got to be a coaching thing. But I mean, I don't know. But it's been frustrating for years. You know they've tried different things when Hiller was here. It,
2: it's the lack of creativity and the fact that they tried to shove the same unit down our throat time after. It's n- no creative solutions, and that's why I have a little bit of, um, you know, Angst. with the yeah with the coaching staff. Like I'm not I'm not as, uh, yeah. Okay. So do, do you see this screen here? Yes. yes. Okay. Here we Broken go. Brock Nelson. So. Right here is is actually most of the unit I want. Right here, you see Wallstrom. Uh, Can you see me highlighting? Do you see where I have my little arrow? Okay. Right here, you have Palmieri. Right here you have Pulak, and instead of Nelson distributing, like you said, he doesn't have that kind of vision, that's where Barzell's finding this guy, this guy, and this guy, and this is going to be Horvat, who led the NHL in tip goals before he came to the Islanders. Wheels this the is clock. not the shot they science, and we know Wallstrom can bury these. Look at what, so this is Nick Letty, that should be Pulak, and you'll get rebounds. I mean, Wallstrom can work in that position. Put even if it has to be Dobson, put Dobson at the top. But all these righties that you're seeing, in these and these are all uh, these are Wallstrom highlights. They should be in a position in. to receive a pass and hand, no blast it in, and they should be cemented wow, in those positions. And if Barzal doesn't like the looks shot. he's no getting, question. he can circle behind the, the net from from and then come second, to the position where you guys saw him this year, year where his stick is kind of towards the middle of the ice, and then Forback can drift into that high slot position that he was doing so frequently. Look at that there. Right there was Barzal, Saucer, Wallstrom. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for, and if they shade towards, Wallstrom, then you let Pulak or Dobson shoot it, and if they're shitting towards those two, you let Paul Mary in that high slot rip it. I, I, mean, I don't
0: dis- I don't disagree with what you're but saying. You, we haven't seen it. Ready. Why well, will they not play this unit? Say, well, they won't even put Wallstrom on the power play, which yeah. is just in fear. I mean, He's probably your best pure shooter on the team, and you don't have him on the power play. Look, look at He knows the he's Wolves out there, there and stars. you find him like that. It's right. It's just I, it's, just I don't, don't understand why they don't do that,
2: skills, honestly.
0: There has to be some reason why they don't want to he's play Wilson on the power play, which is mind-boggling.
2: It's Nelson. I'm telling you right now, I like Nelson. He's good. His power play is not really his thing. Nelson and Lee have to be replaced to have. Uh, here we go, another one. Barzell setting up Pulak over to Wallstrom. This should be the. This should be. This is the unit I'm asking for. Because they don't know where the shot's coming from, and it creates ruckus. Because
0: that but they were exactly. Moving. You see how they were moving. So many times I watch our power play, and no one moves. It's they're easy to defend. They're easy to defend on the power play.
2: Look at that. They know. They know that Pulak can shoot it.
0: Barzell,
2: see, they, they, don't, they do yeah, not care that it, whatever, he shoots it wide. And the they surface. can't take away all these yeah, shots. And it, you're giving Barzal the Barzell option. The Wallstrom, Wallstrom Pulak, yeah. Pulak. Yeah. This is what they need to be doing. And they just don't. And we're going to see that same dinky unit out there to start the year. And this is where you can be the most negative Isles fan you ever want to be. Because the answers are there. It's not, the unit is not as dismal as the numbers suggest, there are units out there that can work. You cannot have three shooters like that and a power play that has such a low percentage. So, well, you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know you guys kind of like lane, but that's the reason why I'm a little off him. His but lack you, of creativity and well, solutions. But
0: isn't that what, I mean, isn't that what the power play coach is supposed to do? honestly, like not a special learning. teams coach in
1: football i'm not going to go over there and say hey you know i want you to go ahead and when we're kicking the ball off i want you to get- i'm leaving I'm, I'm i'm outsourcing that job here to the special teams coach i'm outsourcing that guy to the special the specialty guy on the power play but like he's like what the fuck why are we not producing i think definitely there is that I mean, how about
2: like- his answer is like
1: i don't know if i knew the answer i would say it
2: who the hell says that i'm I, I just, don't.
1: I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch enough of the post game pressers of Lane Lambert. I, I never
2: watch. I never watch. But you know, if it was that dumb, and it made its way to me, that
1: uh, it's bad. I
0: yeah. guess. I guess the way I look at it is when Hiller, when Jim Hiller was coaching the power play, one year we got to I think 16th in the league or something. And when he was with Toronto, they were like first in the league. I think some of it has to do with talent as well, and I, I not all of it, but some of it certainly does, and. I firmly agree with you. I don't understand why even Hiller didn't have Wallstrom on the power play unit, which I'm, it was baffling. We've, we've called for, I mean, if you're going to play Wallstrom, you got to put him on the power play. And they just never seem to do it. I don't, I don't understand the fascination with having Anders Lee out there. Uh, He's just, he's a totem pole in front of the net. That's all he does, but he doesn't move. And if there's no movement, you got to move the defenders. You can't let them just get set up. You got to move those defenders a little bit. Yeah, and that's
2: also what, what part of that power play unit would do. Like like I said, Wallstrom and Palmieri are interchangeable. Like you know, you can have someone like Wallstrom drift toward the goal line, and Palmieri can drift back towards the point because they are interchangeable with those shots, and they are both able to score from deep.
0: Or even Pajot. Pajot also moves.
2: Yeah, I know, but the thing is because he's a lefty, if he's in the bumper, he's in an awkward position. What I'm trying to do is maybe give on second, on out.
0: power play. Because it has to be oh, something yeah. it has to be something that on uh, maybe on the second power play unit, because you have to because you're gonna teach it the same way. You're not gonna say, okay, when this unit goes out here, we're gonna run it this way. When this unit runs out, we're gonna do this. So, you know, maybe there's some happy medium where they could run it maybe the other side with Pajot. I don't know. But all I know is the power play is not working. It's been bad for years.
2: Well, somebody please send them this clip? And I don't need credit. I just want the damn power play to score. And I'm trying to do what I can here. But the fact that I have to... And it's not because uh, Pulak lost his confidence. Well, they put him out there on the second unit. And I saw him score from the blue line in Anaheim with his eight seconds of power play time. So if he truly has, quote-unquote, lost his confidence, he wouldn't be on the second unit. You rolled Dobson out there. He had a good start to the season and then a miserable last 50 games. And even if he was just try something new, they rolled out that dead unit. And then even when Parzell came back as predictable as it comes, Nelson Lee off shooters on, and you'll see better
0: numbers. I think Ryan Pulak has patterned in game after Fulton of the mighty ducks, you know, one out of 10 shots you put on net, It's going to be a thousand miles an hour. Won't be able. Maybe this will be the one
2: that's over dramatized. I, I know. I mean,
1: I'd be I'd be happy with Dobson. I, I like the idea behind that. I, I think that it gives right I'm sold. I'm so I'm sold, Grumpy.
2: All right, yeah. Well, yeah. Even if it is Dobson, you're fine. Then then yeah. it's already been built in. So rather than Pulak scoring straight, we have Palmieri, who's a great tipper, and Horvat, who led the league and tipped goals. Like it's all been thought of, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, Dobson can be out there too. Either or righties, Barzal distributing, one timers. That's it.
0: The only thing that makes me hesitant about this working is that you came up with it, Andy. So, I mean, you know, I'm that's a
2: solutions guy grumpy. I'm not here to waste anyone's time. I, I, you know, if I was, if I was shit, I wouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> you know what the Islanders are going to say if we send that to them, don't you?
2: They'll never give me credit. I've shit on them
0: for too much, for too much well, of my
2: life. I shit on them.
0: They right. won't even listen to us. So, um, but you know, <laughs> the whole thing is, you know, if they say, well, we know more than that guy knows. You know, that's going to be their answer. Yeah. And that's what everybody said to me with sports betting
2: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says that they're pros until they're not. If I had that approach, I mean, it's horseshit, especially with everything we've seen on TV the last couple of years. Everything's a lie. Everyone's a scam. I don't buy any of that shit. Yes, congratulations. You're in the NHL, and you had the last-ranked power play. A, a random guy from the street can draw up a power play and end up in last. So, you know, it would make a hell of a Netflix, all right? Right after the Gators and all the, the Barry Bond steroids thing, it's going to be the guy on
0: YouTube who fixed the Islanders' power play. <laughs> Do you think John McClain's uh, power play coaching is just throw up? Hey, just throw the pucks on the ice, skate around out there, fellas, take shots. You think that's what it's
1: it see, it, it seems like it's 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 scattered to say the I mean like that's the best way you can scattered and I think unorganized.
0: It's, it's slow, it's slow, it's ponderous. They it's the puck movement is so slow, they're so easy to defend. There's no movement of the players. I mean, I, some of those instances, yes, they move, but most generally we just kind of stand around as a unit and the puck movement is so slow. They're easy to defend
2: every power play where you guys are going to say, Oh, that's a good power play. I can say to you, what are they trying to set up? And you could say, Oh, Ovechkin to blast it. Or you can always tell, Oh, they want to stamp coast one time. or they, what are the Islanders trying to set up with their current power play? And yeah, I don't, I, think that I don't know. Answers all questions. Are they setting up a Dobson tippable shot? Are they setting up a what shot from Nelson? Even though he doesn't really take one timers, and that's the crux of the argument with uh, with the Yandy method. You'll know where to go with the foot. No, but you know what you're trying to set up. You're trying to set up either Wallstrom or whoever the defenseman that you're going to use. I, I mean, mean, it's it's simple.
0: Optimally, what you're trying to what you're trying, and I don't think the Islanders have a plan. I don't. Uh, but I mean, what you're trying to do is I just think it's like okay, Dobson's got at the point. Just throw it towards the net. Hopefully, some will deflect it. Or what you what you want to do is generate through movement and quick puck movement, time and space for a guy to get a shot. That's what that's what you optimally want to do. But we don't do that. I, it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It is. It is. I'm glad I was able to pick out the scrape that little scab off for you, Andy, like you did to me earlier.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just um, I just don't. I just hate when I see people
0: like, man, this power play's
1: I th- I think the answer is easy. I think we just. just shoot the uh, but
0: don't you? F- don't seriously. <laughs> if you're bringing back the same coach, and there's no shakeup, I just don't think we're going to see drastic improvement. I, I it's it's hard to imagine, if you're running everything back the same, that things are going to change. I just I have I just find that hard to believe.
2: Look, I I kind of agree with you. The majority of the season last year, I said. Doesn't it look like they're playing uninspired? Like they were, they were somehow wiggling results, but I'm like, it looks like they don't care. Yeah. I I was so upset because I banked on Boston, Vegas Islanders all having a down year, even though Boston didn't even have a down year, but responding to the, I mean, Vegas perennial cup team. Or, or cup Islanders back-to-back conference final. And then they both missed the playoff as nine seeds I'm like, Oh, they're going to come out with a cannon shot onto their ass. And Vegas did. Yeah. And the Islanders, I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, all right, wake up, wake up. And I kept saying, no, it's going to come. It's going to come now. And it never came, but they wiggled results. And if you play that out again, and you're as lackluster as the previous year, I don't think you're just going to wiggle all those results. No, but the team is somewhat different when you add guys like you know Horvat, and you'll have Paul Mary for the full year with that second line. That's that's what if the first line regains chemistry and the second line picks up where they left off, and you have Sorokin. How can they be that bad? And the I power do. play, even if they suck, by virtue of being the worst, it's going to be somewhat better, even if it's three spots.
0: To me. Andrews Lee should be on the third line. You cannot put him with Matt Barzell and Bo Horvat. Yeah, it's duplication of resources on the first line. I can't do it. And I just, I mean, everything you hear is, well, he's going to be on the first line. I'm like, I, I just think it, I, I, and I don't, maybe, maybe they're just not that smart. Like remember the movie, like all the in- president's be- men, you know, when they were talking about, you know, these just are not really smart guys. And maybe that's the case with the coaching staff. I just, uh, to me, it's just frustrating when you see Anders Lee on the, it just doesn't work with Matt Barzell. How much more do you have to see to realize that doesn't work chemistry-wise?
2: They're trying, I think they're they're in this weird place. He's like their captain, and he, I mean, he, he
0: scores. I don't give a shit.
2: Oh, I'm with you. I think he is on a fast track to have, to catch the wrath of the Islander fan base that now has a lot of their attention to focus on something else since Bailey's gone.
0: That's right. And I, it I mean just so, seems
2: right. like it seems like every time that he has one of those slow foot and then takes a penalty trying to catch up, it seems like Lee's going to be the next uh, the next villain.
0: You know, Lee has what four more years left on his deal, oh, and last sure. year was the first year where, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that it looked like he was not hustling. I know he is, but you know what? Maybe he's lost a half a step of what he had. He didn't win any puck battles along the wall last year. He went into the corners and he the other team came out with the puck almost always.
1: Three years I, left on his
0: deal, by the way. Three years after this one or three years three years including cool. this one.
2: Oh thank God, TJ. I just thought you were about to add on. No, no, no. <laughs> I have PTSD. I feel like Hickey's still gonna come out there one of these games.
1: <laughs> no, it, you know, it's for yeah, it's uh Lee, I think, is just finished. He will be the new. He'll be the new whipping boy now. But I George mean, Bailey's gone.
0: I mean, in the in the real world, if he wasn't making seven million dollars dollars a year as your captain, he might not even be on the team. TJ, you
2: know what well, I just randomly thought that I love that you get angry when people bring up the torn ACL year after. I don't know why, but I always found it so funny that you got randomly angry at that remark the second year after it's it's
1: because it's a load of shit. Uh, You know, it was just like when people, people, oh, man, this is how I'm going to cope with how Anders Lee's had a poor performance back. I'm like, no, he's just not the same. He's just older. It's just he's just not the same guy. What about football? Do you believe it for football or is it shit there, too? Well, football oh, is a little different. Football's a little different. You're so, planting. Like, you're gliding on. The ice. I know. I just didn't
2: football. know if this was a philosophical thing. You hated the world. Anyone who thought that the second year removed from a torn ACL is going to be good.
1: It's so, like football's different. Depends on the position. But it's like NHL. I could. I. I can't think of like skating is more of a smooth. Like balls of violent. Pop, pop, pop. You're pounding the shit out of your feet like that, and you're you're just jolting the hell out of your your knees. I'm just like yeah. Football, it could be football. Maybe you could sell me on it if you're like a running back or guys like that, like a wide out. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. it's a little sluggish, but like a lot hockey, of the stats no.
2: show that. Yeah. The 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 only person to ever the following year after AP. a torn ACL was AP. And, yes. and one that, though, the, the interestingly enough, the only other one the same exact year, Jamal Charles had a very good year, but no one talks about that one. But other than that, every single one has drastically underperformed.
1: So, Watch out if you're drafting Javante Williams, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah that's right the now. one.
2: <laughs> it, it, the thing is, yeah, that was baked into his ADP. And then he had that preseason performance where Sean that Payton was hurt. just, yeah, they, and gave him a ton of touches. So now his ADP skyrocketing.
0: And you have to be one of the dramatic.
2: Yeah, it, well, because that, that's classic Sean Payton. So now people are like, oh my God, they're going to get him in space. It's going to be like
1: Ingram and Kamara, you know, that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I got him I, on one of my fantasy teams. I hope so. <laughs> I,
1: I I never I never liked the because I mean he got I'm thinking Lee, he got hurt. He was already back skating by the time the playoffs began. Yeah, he's like,
0: back skating in May.
1: Oh, it takes it takes at least a full year after he's back. Yeah, home.
0: what does that
2: mean though? The, the, don't people jog like uh, they don't even know they have a torn ACL
1: many of the times? I mean, we have people in there squatting in the weight room the, the week after surgery. It just depends on how well your knee recovers like that. It just takes sometimes the guys a while, but it's like right. hockey is just not – it's not an impact-heavy sport on your knees like that. I mean, like yeah. I feel it's not compared to football, not compared to what some of these positions are. So it's eh. – Soccer.
0: I mean, anything where you're 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 twisting, you're turning, you're you're planting and driving, it's different hockey that's really not
2: yeah hockey. i know it's more so i just found it funny i just remember tj randomly getting upset and i just now you to...
0: had now you had your scab picked off today TJ. <laughs>
1: no i wouldn't even say it's a scab but like yeah that's i yeah i was just not yeah, a big fan of the making not of scab,
0: excuses. but no like
1: i a scab for me would have been the john tavares thing before gar snow came out and spoke. Now I believe what Garth snow said. I believe that they probably instructed him do not trade this guy. We think that our fantastic performance, us bringing in a new general manager, which they probably hadn't made Garth, maybe privy to and and a new head coach. That's going to go ahead and win over John Tavares. But I, you know, I think that was a ship that had long past sailed. Um, But it's like, you know, you you look at the enthusiasm of the fan base and this is really like, you know, what what other fans are saying doesn't really bother me too much. And what the public perception is doesn't bother me too much. Uh, You know, I think that has always been low, but at least the change of confidence of the fan base. I think you're starting to see fans becoming a little bit maybe possibly disenfranchised, disenchanted by the team and what the future looks like. I mean, the numbers are not good.
0: Is Andy gone?
1: No, he's no Andy's here. There he is. He's back.
0: Crazy, man. A thing came up that said,
2: stream this to your audience, because I have a stream. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll, they'll push this out to my channels. And it just took me out of here. So I'm not going to click that again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
0: Uh, okay, but if you look at it from a fan's perspective, what do they see? The team came off a non-playoff year. The next year, they we squeaked into the playoffs. If it wasn't for Sorokin, we don't make playoffs last year. Period.
1: Sure, I agree with that.
0: In a sense. The team is not exciting. The team has done nothing to improve in the offseason. They see other – and this is fans, and this is off season as well, okay? They look at all the moves other teams have made. We don't know if they're going to work out. But when you're making moves, trying to improve the team, the fan base gets more excited, without a doubt. When you do absolutely nothing, it doesn't inspire confidence in the fans. It doesn't, particularly when you're coming off – I would say two down years after the two Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's fair to say, and I think that's part of the reason why the uh, why the fan base is a little bit lower on the scores than I mean the rest of the the rest of the league. I'm not shocked at yeah. all. Fan but, bases
2: make the mistake of equating doing things with things actually meaning positive change, just because I, you make mood. And, and and this really just mean to me. I read all of this as. I didn't see a lot of headlines, so it's bad. And exactly. I, I I take zero out of it. I, this all means nothing to me because, and you can call me a piece of garbage, but I think your average person is just an absolute idiot when it comes to, like, evaluating all this stuff. I just think that they need to see big, fat headlines. And, like, I'm sure if we pulled this up about Detroit two off seasons ago, it's all A's across the board because they brought in two old assholes who didn't help their team. I think movement, re-signings. That means nothing. I need to see new names. I need to see big deals. I need to see this. You re-sign your goalie, you re-sign this, you re-sign that guy. No, nope, you're failing off, failing across the board. The truth of the matter is there's plenty of reason to not be excited and you can find reason to be excited. There's two the two things on one hand you could say this team kind of phasing out of it, and it's just going to be more of the same. And then on the other side, you can you can say it's not a non-existent argument. Full season of this top line, you, you really didn't get Barzal and, and uh, Horvat together for an extended period of time, and then they found chemistry on the second line. And then you have a Vezina-caliber goaltender, that should kind of do, if you look at their record, I think, you know, after the trade deadline, and then you look at their record without Barzal, you you can say that they were trending in the right direction. I'm somewhere in, I'm somewhere in the middle, more leaning over towards, I don't have, like we don't have, we didn't hire Kellen Moore to be our offensive coordinator. Like the chargers have reason to be excited this year for something like that. I do. I, I just, I do feel like we, we, there is something missing on that. The lack of creativity from the coaching staff and and like the power play and all that stuff, that that's most of the reason that I'm, I'm not too excited. I would
0: would feel better about what they've done with the team in recent years. If we had a bunch of young guys getting ready to come out of the minors, when these guys age out, then you wouldn't need to sign them the big extensions. And then, you know, they'd be ready to step in and play. I, we just don't have that. That's that's the frustrating part for me. Do we just want to go through and just say what we're giving their, you know, all these categories, what letter grade you would give them?
1: Sure. We can go ahead and do that there. We Andy, roster. we'll let
0: you go first because you're our guest.
1: Roster Let's building. Let's start with
0: roster building. Cap man. Um, r- r-
2: roster building. Does that does that mean like adding on to the roster or just what they did what with what the
1: roster? Is composed. And like, what what sort of adjustments maybe have been made in the off I, I, uh,
0: I'm looking at see? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these grades, and honestly, they're not far off from what I think.
2: Yeah, like C. I mean, uh, cap management. That's, that's that cat. should that should be. I mean, that should be B. That that that's the one thing they did. They they kept all those players without having to let them go. The reason you're angry. Is because they gave them the long, cheap deals. But as far as the cap management, that's the thing they did: draft right. and develop. I see D-. that. Yeah,
1: I see that. Right. If the roster building, that's low, just simply because of the seven-year contracts. But cap management, I guess you could go ahead and give it a, a you know a, a solid score. I mean, just because hey, we, we were able to keep the guys AAV relatively low because we gave them huge, con- yeah. long-term contracts. Kept
2: your goalie. Got yeah. So that that's a good one: draft and develop. Yeah, that's about correct on the screen. If you're listening, that that'd be a D minus. Uh trading, I'm going to lump in. I I'm I'm going to give this a B because I'm sorry, I do lump in the deadline. Like they no, made a trade. Fine.
0: That's fine. That it's I think it's what they think about how the Islanders what they're okay. trading. Okay,
2: okay. So then B plus because if I, if Engvall ended up working out and I mean uh hard to say horrible. They they got a big fish and they re-signed him. We'll see how it we'll see how it truly ends up. Obviously did not go well without Barzell, but definitely a B plus with the trading because they didn't. I mean, Ratu looks like shit. Bovillier didn't do anything, and we'll see what happens. Oh, they traded that last pick for Aronic. So, you know, we'll see. Free
0: agency. You realize Beauvillier was better than Horvat. Or I know I, I was keeping
2: track of that, but then by the, by the back half of that, like they buried him on the third line. And you know, a
1: yeah. lot of it was,
2: uh, no, I remember we'll I, I kind of we'll
1: find out more. We'll find I out. I was,
2: more. I was a fan of, uh, I wanted to give Bovillier that last chance. I said, let's give him a chance. He's young. He didn't come through and I'm not going to just say like, no, he needed even more of a chance. He needed to show a little bit more. Didn't. And so they dealt him, uh, free agency. Uh, how do you value re-signing? Like did, that's what it seems like. We re-signed everyone, and I don't like that because I want new players. D minus. It's not a D minus. It's a C minus.
1: Um,
0: I think free agency is bringing in free agents.
1: I think yeah. I think free agency. I look. I, I if we can give the trading. If we lump. Hold well, back Scott
0: Mayfield trade. is an unrestricted free agent. You know these guys were free agents, and resigning that's who they chose. Not to free sign. agents. Resigning your guys before free agency is not free agency. I don't think we'll resign before free agency hits. I think
1: signing back everybody who like this is this is I think kind of it ties back into my thought process of we brought back the same team that lost in six games to Carolina. Does it fall under off season moves? Then it's free agency. Does that help us get to the goal though? Right, like that's that's what I always believe. Like if the goal, well, that brings you to your next. uh, That brings you to your next row. (laughs) I was about to say that's an F. I think the vision has to be an absolute F. I don't. I don't see anybody could be happy with the vision that we currently have of saying, "Hey, this is like, do we believe this team's winning a cup?" And that's why I think the, a lot of this kind of coincides.
2: The vision is eight years of Barzal, Horvat, Sorokin, and then Engvall, the two defensemen. That's the vision.
0: Angval, Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, those those are all seven year deals. Yeah, true. I mean, even anything honestly, anything more than four years out. I mean, like I, I keep on going up back to Varlamov. Was it necessary to sign Varlamov, a 35 years old to a four-year extension? You couldn't have got somebody who's going to play minimal amount of games, right? A minimal amount.
2: Jesus, how much cheaper is it going to be? It's still going to cost around two. Nobody plays for under a million
0: dollars. You know what? Every dollar adds up. Every bit adds up. You wonder why you're in cap jail? Because... Because you overpay that extra five hundred thousand for this guy, that's extra seven fifty for this. Guy. I mean, Varlamov's better than Jari. <laughs> he's getting a backup, but he's a backup. The,
1: the thing I didn't like about the the Varlamov deal, since he's over the age of thirty five years old, if he determines just to retire, he still counts against your cap hit just because he's over the con- getting that contract over the age of thirty five. The only way you could be saved if he ends or terminates that contract early is if he goes on LTIR and never plays again. But it's like you just have the possibility there for four years. I mean, like if he comes out next year, he's like, yeah, screw it. I just want to go back home to Russia. Or I just want to – you know, I'm done. I'm done with everything. I just – something has changed. Oh, no. He's
0: going to be here for the full four years. He loves the life. Look,
1: from a free agency
2: perspective, off-season perspective, it's not easy to be excited. They barely weaseled into the playoffs. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs, and they lost in the first round. There's every reason not to be excited. There are people who can counter it saying, let's see, you know – it's easier to be unexcited after seeing these last two years than excited. That's are you
1: excited? Doing. Let me ask you this. Are you excited, Andy? I'm curious. Are you excited? Are you, are you starting to kind of merge towards I'm not very excited with the, the direction of the team?
2: For different reasons. Like This bottoming out thing is just not possible. They're too good for that. But I build my teams like Carolina. I don't like eight-year of expensive deals for goalies. I like throwing money at the Orlovs and the Defenders and stuff like that. I don't need a single big goal scorer on my team. I operate my teams that way. You can call me a, a socialist or something. I don't know. But I want I want I want defense goalie defensive system. That just that's that's as sustainable as winning gets. It's why Carolina's is there every year. I treat my goalies like running backs, So that's kind of the reason I'm unexcited that if something does spring out of nowhere and we find some random good player, you know, some sort of Verhage, some sort of Hagel who is disregarded, disregard, some guy ends up on our team, we'll be screwed because we paid a goalie a lot. And that that's more the reason why I, uh, the long-term small money contracts don't really bother me that much. I I know you like him, but I just think having Dobson and Ajo as a full pairing that you're rolling out there for a full season well,
0: they, they will not be on the, they won't they will not be on the same. I play. don't
1: like them as a pairing. I like Dobson. I, I you've got two guys who are weaker in the defensive zone, who are guys who are not overly physical. It's just like you know, for me, like they play the modern style of NHL defenseman. I thought Dobson would always play better if he had some chemistry there with with Pellick. Yeah, with Pellick. Sure. Why
2: not? And then, if you, you know, name me how many seasons go by where your whole defensive core stays healthy. Pellet sure. got injured last year, Pulak got injured the year before. So now you're wheeling in another. So now it's Aho, Dobson, some guy. You could take your okay. pick. Okay. Bold yeah. go ahead. Let's take be your honest. pick.
0: Let's be and, honest.
2: and that's not winning to me. You want to make you want to know what makes me depressed? Any lineup with three defensemen like that? Because it's just if I'm the other team, I'm just just like this whiteboard, just circling when they're out there. Oh, we have last change. Who's out there? Get out there, Stamkos and Kucherov, and we're
0: screwed. But that's why you need to, that's why you need to put Dobson. I've I've always been a firm believer. You need to put Dobson with someone who's really defensively responsible. And it can move a little bit. Romanov is not. I mean, he's, he's a physical guy. He blocks shots. He's positionally unsound. Pelik is the perfect partner for Dobson. Put, Kulak, another solid defensive defenseman positionally, put him out there with uh, with Romanoff. And then you put Mayfield out there on the bottom pairing, which is where he does where he deserves to play now. Put him out there with, to me, would be Boldu. Because to me, Aho, I like Sebastian Ajo, but to me, he's a seventh defenseman. He's not a guy who should be out there every night. He gets exposed. He's a small guy. And I think that's the biggest issue with him. He's he's too small. He's easily muscled off the puck. I mean, he's a, he's to me he's a seventh defenseman. Where if Boldu can step up, I think we're okay to start the season with those type of pairings. I don't know if we have not to me the and I if you just want I just want to give my grades on those uh, those situations real quick. I'm not even going to go explanation. I'm just going to give them
1: you. You wanted to do that, so I'll pop that up on the screen. Yeah, I just this
0: will be there. real quick. Roster building, I give a C for roster building. Cap management—that's uh, a D minus for me as well, uh, just because you're hamstringing yourself in the future with guys who don't deserve that money. Drafting and development—that's got to be a D minus as well. I
1: mean, I when we don't say have... F. I think F is a is okay, I'm just—I'm
0: being, being nice. I don't want to have too many Fs. So, DJ, G-
1: what else could you give an F? Yes, Andy.
0: I am
2: sorry to do this, but usually that two-hour limit uh, I got to uh, cut out because I have to record something else. But um, is there anything else that, that you wanted to ask me or, or that you I, had stored in the old uh,
1: No, just brief. What What are the expectations for the Islanders this year? What do you expect from the Islanders?
2: Uh, third seed or wild card contention. Um, the, you don't have to be that good to be in that position. That's my personal belief. I think
0: you don't think much of the Rangers then at all either.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I see a little dip down for them with no Tarasenko, no Kane. They really provided them some stability. And that second line didn't have much chemistry at all. When they brought in, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Trocek. uh, yeah. when they brought him in to play on the, the, just that second line was missing and they were able to fill that in once they brought in, you know, Tarasenko. Okay. And Kane. now they have wheel over there. I just think that, uh, you know, you're adding extra years, those same things that you hate about the Islanders. I mean, Kreider, what is he? Gotta be 33, 4. And I, I I'm starting to sniff just minute dips in any of those guys. And I think that whole ship starts to come down a little bit. I think you saw it a little bit last year. I think you saw, you know, they had their little burst when they had those free agents, but like in the playoffs, I don't know, something about their character broke in the playoffs a little bit. You know, after going up 2 nothing and losing that series, it's hard for me to say, yeah, almost made it to the Stanley Cup. Then they super stack the team and they go up 2 nothing on the Devils, lose, lose those guys they brought to free agency, and now we're going to supersede that team last year that couldn't even get the two seed. I see them in that same position of fighting for the three and the wild cards.
0: Okay. Okay, that, that's what I see I, right. I have them. I have them absolutely making the playoffs. Probably is a three seed, and then yeah, I I don't see his. I'm not talking about playoffs because I don't think I don't think they're good enough to win anything either.
1: So you think but, the Islanders are making the playoffs? So now, Grumpy, is that correct?
0: No, I don't think the Islanders, I'm talking about the Rangers will make the playoffs.
1: Okay, but you okay? So the Islanders. I think the Islanders are fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, I think realistically, that's probably where we are.
0: We're all in the same
2: range. Yep, we're we're all in the same range.
1: Yeah. Um, But no, Andy, thanks so much for coming on. You could find all of Andy's you can find all of how to find him right when he does his, his podcast. Um, you're still here. You can go ahead and find there. Uh, also, find his Twitter. You can find the Patreon for those who like to go ahead and get kept up to date with all of the fantasy sports betting, who like that. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him anywhere and everywhere. Pretty much social and Let media.
2: me know what you want me to do with the jersey and, and who's going to be the proud winner. And uh, if any of your fans come up with something,
0: if well, the not, fact, the fact that you're back in New York helps.
2: Yes. <laughs> so
0: that helps. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll give it to him at a game this year. I'll, I'll show up and, and unveil it at a game. I'm not yes. buying you tickets, though. I'm already giving you a free jersey. Enough is enough.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, Andy, for coming on. All Thanks. right,
2: guys. Always a pleasure. Hopefully yep, I didn't that's... piss you off too much.
1: No, we love it. I like the little No Adoption in the background, like the '80s looking No Adoption picture. Yeah, the teeny
2: because that's what his fans are—they're
1: teeny boppers. And
2: teeny. They, yeah, yeah. I know they, we, we lost a lot of them. Though this, I made that when they were saying he's going to win a Norris, and th- that's when I just—that was my thing. That's why I just got up and I left. I said, "I'm out of here."
0: What were the What here. were those magazines, Andy? Wasn't it Tiger Beat and Teen? Right? Was it Oak? No, no, it was Tiger Beat. I think. Yes, and, you are correct. I mean, and Teen, I think, was it. Bop. Oh, Bob! Bob's after my time.
2: Because all I did was was take a magazine and then put his picture under it because I could see Matthew Lawrence over there. So uh,
0: yeah, I don't know something I never got heard pop. But Teen and Tiger Beat, I think those were the two young girl magazines back in the day. Well, I'm sure you know.
2: I imagine uh, some girls like him, so maybe. Um, Maybe he one looks of them like,
0: He still started. looks like he's about 17 years old.
2: That's one thing I'll say. He's a pimple face. He, he looks like he has, you know, math class tomorrow.
0: He is going to age well. He's going to age well. For sure.
2: For sure. It's
0: All right, gentlemen. Always a yeah.
2: pleasure. Thank Take you. it
1: easy. Always a pleasure. Love having AD on the show, as always. Um, you know, we'll look at here. We've got a few comments. We're just trying to do selective comments. In the future, we're going to be trying to do this. We're going to try to have.
0: Did I just want to finish up my grades on that? God damn! Really? Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I just I want to give my grades. You told me you were going to bring it up. I said I want to give my grades. That's all. Okay. Okay. Now that Andy's not here, F, F, F. No, just kidding.
1: I was about to say now. Now Grumpy's about to change the scores. Can we
0: just go back through there? I think you know. Uh, okay. No. Uh, roster building, a C. I think I think our a- roster is, our, is average. Um, cap management, D minus. Uh, again. All that, all that term for guys who just don't deserve it—that's the issue. Don't that's be the, afraid to your, let guys go. You're, you're hamstringing yourself in the future. Is all you're doing. So that's that's cap management. D-minus is good on that draft and development. F, right? I mean, I just
1: said D-minus earlier, so now you go. Yeah, down.
0: I'm going to go F on that because no like one is developed. No one is developed in five years. No one is developed. Okay, uh, trading. I give them a C on that. I'll give them a C on trading. Um free agency, F without a doubt. Vision. D minus. I know I think they do have a vision. It's just keep this team competitive to keep people in the seats. So that is a vision. I don't think it's a great vision, but I think it is a vision. And for total, I think D minus is a fair grade, honestly. I really do. Huh. Maybe a D. If you want to just, you know, because there were a couple of C's in there. So maybe just look at it that way.
1: Uh, I'll tell you this. It's, I think the roster building, again, like I kind of went along at the same time with Andy and you. Yeah, again, I don't remember what Andy said there, Grumpy. But, uh, you know, again, I, I was hoping you were just going to go through and kind of give us the same when we were when we were doing that live. But roster building, I don't like the way the was- roster is composed. I, I'd say that he's managed a cap well. Right for what he had, and that was just by giving long-term deals and contracts, draft and developments very low. I think trading for you to give him a C. Yikes! I I think his 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 everybody's
0: traded for. Everybody's traded for is still on the team,
1: okay, and still part of the. You give up too much every time we trade, and we trade a player, we get too little back in return. I think giving him a D plus is probably more apt. Okay. Um, free agency, I think he's been lackluster. F. I think even this last year been lackluster. Vision, I think, is an F. I think the vision's just hideous. I, 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 I don't think we've come to terms of what the team really is. The total grade is probably like a D or a D plus. I just don't think that the. I love for people who are saying, oh well, with this with this grade, you know, the Islanders should be a lottery selection or being at a top five selection in the next three years. I'm like, it doesn't necessarily. I'm like, look at what this actually says right? How have we built the roster? We haven't built it well. Well, maybe we haven't built it well. We're not, right? We're not winning a cup. That's the thing. So if we're building a roster like we're trying to compete to win a cup and we don't have a chance to do that, doesn't mean your team's going to bottom out in a year or two years. It just means that we could see the writing on the wall. I think a lot of fans are starting to see the writing on the wall. The production's not there, but we're trying to do anything we can to stick on the, the treadmill of mediocrity. Eventually, you're going to fall off that treadmill. You're getting the end of it like, oh no, I need to make every last step I can. You're going to fall off and your face is going to hit. You're going to freaking scar up your body and that thing is just going to be Continue the treadmill is continuing to go, and you're just going to get all scraped up.
0: I mean, if Lamarillo was still here in a couple of years, can you not see them giving Nelson a five, six year extension at the age of 33? Can you not see it? I mean, at some point in time, you just have to say, okay, let's move away from the older guys. I mean, next year, I mean, just think about how many guys we have in our forward group over the age of 30 or older, right? You got Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot. Kyle Palmieri, Casey Zazikas, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin. Those are that's seven guys of your everyday starters who are over the age of 30. Okay. You know, that's what, you know, when Andy was mentioning about Vegas, Vegas only has three guys over the age of 30, 30 or older Marchisot, Stone, and I forget who the other guy is.
1: Okay um let's let's go ahead i got a few comments here starred because we're done with that topic grumpy we covered that plenty here today we got a few comments as i was mentioned there before you kind of went ahead and jumped in um we want to make sure that we're trying to get through more starred comments there in order to keep podcasts more at a reasonable time instead of them being three and a half four hours long we're trying to look for ones that you know more pose a question something maybe that causes some elicit some laughter or something like that is more what we're looking for in the future we'll have maybe sun x working behind the scenes helping us do that so anytime you you don't like the comments not being read or certain items being blame fixed, sun x sun x is to blame but we got a few here started for today goon says and we had some that were questions specifically for andy but once he had the dip we obviously kicked those out of the queue Goon says, Grumpy, um, why do you why do you think it's a lock for the Penguins to leapfrog the Islanders if they have a stinky goaltender?
0: I think the turmoil in the front office fell down to the players. The trades they made for Grandland, uh, I, I thought the trading at the deadline was terrible. Eric Carlson's re- really good. You know, it's easy to find the warts in Eric Carlson. He's a 100-point-a-year defenseman. They He's only still missed, very
1: highly regarded.
0: They were only two points behind the Islanders, two or three, two points, I think, behind the Islanders. Sure. And they missed the playoffs by one point. Yeah. Their best play. Yeah, they have some older guys. That's their best players. Carlson makes them better. That's that's the difference, in my opinion. That's the difference. And the only I mean, Jari is good against everybody except the Islanders. I mean, they have a new backup to play against the Islanders next year, I guess.
1: Um, got kind of a comment here from Wade Flaherty says, Grumpy, who's stopping the puck for Carolina in the playoffs?
0: I guess Anderson. Freddie Anderson wasn't bad last year in the playoffs. saying
1: because they're not, you know, again, not that top level caliber of goalie. So, you know, they don't have anybody to stop the puck. Uh, Coach Tommy B says, Who wins the sixth defenseman spot, Bolduke or Aho? I think we're both hoping that Bolduke does it, but I don't know who's actually gonna win. I hope Bolduke, but I think Aho probably wins that spot out of camp, right? Just with how our team has operated in the past.
0: Yeah, but optimally you want it to be Balduke. You you know what Aho is. You know what he is. Balduke still has some upside. Aho he is what he is at this point in time.
1: Okay, we got here a comment for John Smith saying here, there's no shame in cheering for a shitty team. Been doing it for many years. This team will be no different. True. Uh Bussy Boy says here, TJ loves it when guests are on, so he could just sit there and pet his fucking cat for three hours. Yeah aisles girl what's up kim she says they're setting up passes quite obviously when they're on the power play like that when things are running efficiently that's what they're doing i agree a coach Tommy b said andy oh should you wear a tony cheese shirt that says got hair oh god um clip senpai says any berserk on the bookshelf tj or any manga new i assume they're all like fantasy books or something um the owl ship says tj has the same haircut adam bellick does that's always a good one um purple is the color of the roman empire or the emperor just saying here says mario it's
0: deep purple not lavender
1: um uh, rick roma says here uh wallstrom is just like ovechkin minus the everything um, coach Tommy B says here when Barzal heads to the net, you need a player to pop that in the right and in, in the open lane in the slot. A right handed shot is ideal. I do like the idea of having just loading the team and loading that line with all right handed shots so that you have an optimal shooter there when when he's receiving a pass for a one time attempt there from at Barzal. I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Grumpy, what did you think of the and what did you think of Andy's idea there?
0: Like I mentioned. Uh, when he was on the show at some point in time, I just don't think the players are good enough or maybe they don't comprehend or something. All these other teams have better players on the power play. We don't score a whole lot of goals, period. We just don't. And our power play to me is stagnant. You didn't change up the coach. We've had how many coaches on the power play since Barry Trotz came in three, and the results are always the same. You had Jim Hiller come in from Toronto, who was the best power play in the league, and one year, one year, got into middle of the pack. Other than that, we're in the bottom third every year. Last year was rock bottom, though. I have to feel we'll be better next year. But the lack of movement, the lack of pace, the lack of it just it, it, we're too easy to defend. That's the issue.
1: Um, I've got a few comments here. Um, Coach Steinbe also says here Paul Mary's 33 years old. What makes you think he won't miss time with injury again?
0: Yep. You know, guys guys are older, they get hurt more. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he's never scored more than 33 points a year with the Islanders. I, I just I can't draw the correlation. Well, he's gonna be great. Depending on guys who are in their mid thirties to all of a sudden up their game, and he's just a ham and egg or anyway. I've just I've never been a fan of Paul Mary.
1: Um now we do have Andy Francis, or I'm sorry, Tony Cheese sent us a clip of a- or a picture of Andy Francis, grumpy and I'll tell you if this is true, grumpy. This this definitely paints Andy in, uh, into having a little less hair close than what we just saw on screen. So
0: <laughs> wow, I wish Andy would have been uh, on the show when that was shown.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Tony Cheese, I think is a little jealous of the hair there that Andy has got. Um, God. you also want to hang clipped. Oh my God, this 16 second clip. Oh God. He's bouncing off my booty
0: cheeks. I love Grumpy, it's your favorite song, man. I can hardly break, heard and he's deep You've
1: heard that song on the I've T.J. never T.J.
0: heard that song don't on the show. That.
1: Stop. Why are you playing like you haven't? Uh Wade Flaherty Grumpy says, TJ, you aren't spending a penny. When's the last time you spent money to go to an Islander's home game? Never, never. Islanders home games. That's correct. Never. I've never been to an Islanders home game. Never. And maybe one day that will change, but until they give me reason to make that change i'm not going to so when's the last time i, I buy islanders I bought islanders merchant plenty of, more islanders merchandise than i can wear more islanders merchandise than i do wear islanders merchandise that still has fucking tags on it so more islanders merchandise than you can imagine um but uh yeah it's you know i i spend money but I need to stop that because they're not giving me a reason to support the product they're throwing out there. That's a, I'll tell you that much. They're not, they're not, that's not si- that simple. Um, and then bussy boy
0: grumpy. I think that the reporter that asked that barley question effed us because I truly believe Lou will keep barley despite that report. No, I told everyone in the show back in February, I read an article in the post because they won't report that in Newsday. that Varlamov said he wanted to stay with the Islanders. Uh, you know, he'd do whatever it was to stay. And that's, I, I said on the show, I said, that means he's coming back. He's willing, he said he was willing to take a secondary role, take a pay cut. That told me, I know he's coming back. That's a guy you have to move though, with the deadline. You move with the deadline, you sign him back in the off season. If you want, you get some assets when you know, you're not contending for a Stanley cup. The same thing with, with Mayfield and the same thing with Parise. You're going to try to tell me that, that Zach, uh, that, Scott Mayfield would have had a better deal on the table in the offseason than seven years, three and a half million dollars per. I'm telling you, that's not correct. He could have gotten, he no one was signing guys long term, no one. And the all, I mean, it's just asinine. I think that 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 was not the best deal for him.
1: Oh, god, I uh, got another one here. I'll show you this meme. Uh, this was also sent there by Tony G's. I forgot about this one. This looks like oh god! you got a three headed dragon, which has got Phil's facts, Lou Lamarillo and Andy Francis. And then you've got Godzilla's, which is grumpy myself and Josh Bailey. And there's the Charlotte, the cat. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. All the craziness going on with Godzilla. Um, I bet Andy typed in a private chat. Wrap this up. TJ, I've got hobby horsing to bet on. And I Remember when TJ was the positive guy on this show?
0: It's been yeah. a while.
1: Been a while. But you uh, know, that's so the
0: whole thing. You know, funny how Andy asked us. You know, it seems like we're, we we root for them to lose. It's not that we root for them to lose, but if you can't see the direction the team is going in, and that doesn't make me positive. It absolutely does not. To say, oh, you know, what's the best case scenario? What's the honestly the best case scenario for the Islanders is they make the playoffs and they don't have to play Caroline in the first round so they could potentially win one playoff round. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. Moving along there, Grumpy. Uh, we got to hear a comment there from Tommy B here. It says, you should do the comments for the guests uh, as you go along in the show and not leave them for the end of the comment section. Just a suggestion. Listeners want to ask and have questions answered. Everything else is solid. Thanks, Coach Tommy B. Yeah, I think we, we've we got to change things up. We're going to try to run something a little differently with Sun X on the TJ Grumpy Man Show. We're going to try to pilot it there first. Um, And then we're going to try to bring it here to this show to, to try to bring it. We're trying to get the shows between an hour to an hour and a half on a consistent basis with guests without guests. So they're more of a, I I guess more in a shortened timeframe. So we're trying to get, trying to get them shortened. we're trying to do it in a more effective manner. So when we start doing it, no promises, it's going to be perfect when we start trying to have the, the comments introduced during the show, but we'll have X sitting in the background, just kind of starring things that he thinks are important to bring up as we're, as we're reading comments there. So hopefully we can do it just integrated throughout the podcast. And then when it's end, it's over. Frank says, oh, the huge fan TJ is. He's never been to a home game. He appeased his dad and to make to believe that he's an Islander fan. He's really a Rangers fan. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one to end on it's there. Great end it. I tell you. Um, but, uh, but Grumpy, here we are at the end of the show today. What do you want to say before we wrap things up?
0: I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
1: Thanks so much, everybody, for watching the show here this evening. Thanks so much, Grumpy Old Man. Thanks, for Andy for coming on the show. We will be live with you guys next Wednesday. We'll have Stefan Rosner on as a special guest next Wednesday. Um, there will be no show this Saturday. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend um thank you so much grumpy thank you for all the comments we will always look through and read over the comments there um at the end of shows too so we're going to be trying a few different things here with the comments try to get things more efficient on that side but thank you so much everybody for listening to the podcast and thank you so much grumpy old man
0: no problem listen to tj and the grumpy old man show tomorrow with Sun x
1: there it is tomorrow 9 p.m thanks so much grumpy thank you
0: my pleasure